John Augie. Dang it. <laughs> Almost a smooth intro. Da, da, da. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to the Anime Collector and welcome back to the OCA podcast. That's the Open Chest Anime Podcast with me, the Anime Collector, and my co host, Don Jobo Augie. And I, Footnote. New York, are you? <laughs> And FDDM. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So uh, let's see. We've got a couple opening discussions. Augie, do you want to do the? Uh, do you want to ask your question from uh, the hashtag OCA podcast? Question from like three podcasts ago now. <laughs> oh yeah, I would love to, but I need to see it first. Okay, I guess I'll. I guess I'll throw you that link real quick. Uh, it's in the Twitter moment that I organized for this podcast. I love how Twitter says I have zero moments, but I've actually got four, and they're all published. I don't know why <laughs> Twitter's just failing real hard right now. Dang they it! Weren't I just enough. I just I I found a uh, an article I wanted to talk about, and I just overwrote the copy in my clipboard. I was about to add it to the to the thing, but I had to get this for Augie. Right, here's the chat. Here, there you go, Augie. There's the. Uh, Twitter moments. So just scroll down. It should be towards the top. Yeah. Okay. So just for the record, Twitter's been completely broken in the moment thing. So when we do finally go through Gunbuster, this is going to be a, just a nightmare of not organized, even though I did like a, a remarkably good job organizing it. It's probably going to uh, go like, yeah, I thought the ending was great. And then it's going to start yeah, at the pretty beginning. much, <laughs> pretty much. It's, it's, it's going to be something similar to that. Um, anyway, I'm going to add this uh, this other article real quick, and then we're going to jump into the uh, to the opening discussions. Unless Augie, you want to go ahead and do that with the question there. Well, I would go to the question, but the question isn't loading. It was about the um, it was about the home about. theaters. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay, guys, are you a fan of private theaters? If so, what's your ideal slash stream theater? In a diff in settings like an apartment, a house, or metal building, with sound not being an issue. I mean, if I wasn't a fan of home theaters, I won't have one myself. So, <laughs> if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, but the ideal situation, given those three different living oh, situations. Oh, dude! I've actually come to think of it, I've got a great answer to this question. Oh yeah, you tweeted that one. Well, it's not the tweet. It's actually something oh. that just popped up on. Uh, I put it. I put it on the uh, on the anime collector page. It was something I saw on Facebook. Let me pull it up real quick. I tried to share it to the to the podcast group because that that gets more feedback usually than the uh, than the actual page. But uh, it's you know how the sharing settings. Sometimes you just can't share things to certain platforms like because facebook like twitter is total crap lately <laughs> let's see uh, i shared it this morning it's gotta be here oh, i forgot that i deleted all these tweets uh from uh anime planet auto tweeting to my account and i didn't remove them from the fact that my tweets automatically get posted to the facebook page all right so i'm going to share this uh for you guys so this this person has a uh, a wine cellar. Check this out. Oh my god! 
So to answer your question on what I think about home theaters, I mean, obviously this is way too small, but <laughs> I, this is what I want for my, <laughs> for my future location where I'll be housing the permanent place of my anime collection. <laughs> I want to have something like this that's very well hidden. Go down there, anime collection wall to wall, and in the middle, in between, like there'll be a split uh, between the bookcases and have like a movie theater thing there. But to my, to my original uh, answer was uh beauty and the beast style bookcases you know like the the library they had but put the home theater in the middle of that that's that would be my ideal situation hmm. all right so i've got the uh, the articles all fixed up for the for the uh articles later all right second question when someone screws up is that when someone loosens a screw from the ground or someone tightening a screw onto the ceiling? I'm sorry, but that's a really dumb question. <laughs> People need anyway, to know when they screwed up. Thank you for... There's a philosophy behind it. Thank you for stalling. But now I'm going to get into the importance. <laughs> you guys feel free to answer that question <laughs> in the chat. So oh, the yeah, first thing the I want to discuss... See what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me try. We got an I important new comment that says Beauty and the Beast Library would be dope. <laughs> yeah, because we've got uh, Foodnum on here, we gotta, uh, I gotta remove the, uh, the little videos at the bottom for the final version of the, of the thing. All right, so um, there's a couple things. First of all, first thing I want to mention is that uh, YouTube is working really hard to catch up to Twitch in the live streaming capabilities. And we actually have a new app that we can add, like a sort of widget to the live stream that allows us to take viewer calls. <laughs> so we could actually, like a radio show, we could take calls uh, at a certain segment um, and it would give us a number that you guys could call. We could answer the call. We haven't tested it out yet. We just want to know if, if anybody's interested in doing this. But uh, that's an option that we actually have where we could have people call in um, off their phone and we could answer the calls on air, calls on air during our stream. So the more you describe it, be. the more it sounds like public access TV. That's basically what it is. Um, so now the actual the actual topics that I want to get through is, uh, first of all, YouTube going through some uh, some BS right now. <laughs> Uh, there's a little bit of a YouTube purge in the last uh, couple weeks. I'm just curious if any of the channels you guys follow have been um, nixed off of YouTube. Uh, the other thing that I want to bring up is regarding the Super Chat. And this is just sort of a PSA. Um, first of all, any money that is sent to us is appreciated. But I just want to make sure that it's clear to everybody that Super Chat, turns out Google takes 30% of that. So uh, if you were to send us, let's just say like $10,000, we'd only get 7,000 of it, you know, and Google would take 3,000. So just so you know where your money's going, um, if you want to fund the channel, I, I went and sort of looked into everything and found out that the absolute best way to do it is, is usually going to be through PayPal. And the reason why is because PayPal has, I think it's 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction is what is what PayPal takes. And um, Patreon takes 5%. So theoretically, PayPal is always going to be the best way to do it. So long as you're contributing more than like 
$14.16. I think that's around where it is, maybe 22 cents, somewhere around there um, is where it converges, right? The uh, 2.9 plus 30 cents and the 5%, uh, it, it converges right around that rate. But the thing is that if you're hooked into Patreon through PayPal, it's 5% plus the 2.9 plus 30 cents per transaction that's being removed. So the absolute best way to to, uh, to help fund any channel is probably going to be through um, PayPal. But uh, I think that no channel is going to um, turn down uh, cash if it's easier for you to send it through a super chat or uh, hook in through Patreon or something. That's obviously going to be... Um, beneficial no matter what. So I just want to make sure you guys knew before we, uh, before we went through and, uh, um, and you know, sort of if anybody wanted to send super chats, I just want to make sure that you guys knew that, that Google actually takes a staggering 30% of it. So, um, anyway, uh, Reese says PayPal has a friend to friend transaction where no charge is taken. Actually, um, I think it's, I can't remember if it's the sending end or the receiving end, but there is there is a transaction charge. Uh, PayPal definitely has, basically, no matter what you do. Um, if you're selling an item, you get it. They just take it out before the money gets to you. Um, if you're sending money, uh, they take it out in addition to what you're sending or whatever. So there's yeah, there is a um, there is a fee. I don't I don't think there's a way to do friend to fr friend to friend without the fee. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, I don't think any donation thing is set up to friend to friend. Yeah. So um, that's regarding the Super Chat PSA. And then to segue into pickups, let me go ahead and pull up this tweet from Discotech. Uh, let me get that ready. My mouse disappeared. There it is. Okay. So Discotech, somebody had asked Discotech, they said, so I've ordered the Urusei Yatsura movie. Uh, but I wanted to ask if you plan to release the series as well, or are you waiting to see how this release does in terms of numbers? Discotech replied, we get this question a lot. We don't have access to the rest of Urus de Yatsura at the moment. We only have the rights to the one movie, but we'll definitely consider acquiring more of the Urus de Yatsura entries if they're available, as long as Beautiful Dreamer fares well. So, Augie, why don't you go ahead and take it away? All righty. You have to get out and lock me in. Lock you <laughs> in, in. Yeah. All righty. So You're locked for, in. All righty. So for those who have already, like me, own this uh, movie, which is a beautiful uh, movie. Oh yes, which is uh, Oshi's first direct director debut. They've re so according to them, if you purchase this, they're waiting for see the numbers that will come from the cells in order to, well, you can get the whole series without having 60 plus DVDs of this one series. Instead, yeah. it can be, be all, uh, either all in one or three box sets like it should be. So along with this, I also got the Blu-ray copy as well. So, uh, it's not much. I'm doing this part. I'm doing my part. Uh, this one's like 15 at the moment. This is like 20 at the moment. And luckily, I've have with the DVD more birthdays right now. Is the DVD more? 15 he said 20 for the. He said Blu-ray. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had he had them crossed. He confused himself. Oh, <laughs> okay. keep going. This is this is the kind of nonsense DVD. that keeps these these podcasts going for five hours. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so pickups. Pickups. All right, continuing on from the Funimation cell. I got three titles, two that's been on my list to watch, and one that I've already watched. First one starting up is Ro The Rolling Girls. Ooh. Follow-up after that is Elgalia and the Sacred Stars, which I've been looking forward to this one for a bit, just like uh, Matsuyo from, uh, from this past Christmas cell. There this was the rival show for the time. I believe when this first aired, it aired like the first four episodes, stopped, then delayed it a couple of seasons, then then went back to add a character and better the animation quality to finish this series. So I'm not sure if it includes those four episodes or not, but this was pretty interesting when it was coming out. Up next is the first season of New Game! Exclamation point. I want to get that here. It's good. Oh, yeah, it makes workforce mitigation fun. Ooh. Storia. Uh, we follow this high school schooler who just, well, graduated high school and now is working in the video game field. And she works with all these other ladies in this all-female video game production. Video game Shirobako. Got it. Yeah, those are usually the safe things to watch. Up next, up next and last, the Blu-ray is Tales of Vesparia. I think I lost this one a while back ago it. due to an event, but... You also lost the slipcase, it looks like. Well, eh, as much as I paid for it, I don't really, I don't really mind. <laughs> and coming up next is people grow up with a lot of things, but there's some people who grow up with Hello Kitty. Boom, boom, boom. And for those trying to complete the ADV catalog, I have no idea where this belongs since A&N has disorganized any of the catalog viewing of Hello Kitty in general. So I don't know if I found this a second time or not. And following that, that's something a little sweet and something for those of you who've watched uh, Welcome to the NHK. For some reason, the Pudding Girl character is always the craze, and I believe I have the reason why for Sex Warrior Pudding. Is that the DVD's thing that you were going to show me yesterday, but I think you forgot? No, no that's I, the thing I, that he was keeping you in the darkness. That's what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, no, I didn't forget. Uh, Larry Flint wouldn't forget either. He was also. determining whether or not it was worth showing on stream yeah also for later i finally got a the thin pack of noir and we'll cover this Pretty little, thick, little thin bit pack. yeah they're the most people <laughs> only if i could like buy sleeves that fit that size like the one you have there i'm it's sure that was oh it's what oh it's taped over this, what they did yeah. was they took uh you stick it in there, then you then you you match it to the size, and then you fold it over. Yeah, I got it. it. Yeah, that's how Book Off does it. Yeah. So what they did, what they used, was some sort of comic cover. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
Ooh, so life is always a fiesta as I finally got the complete. Damn it. <laughs> oh, gosh dang it. I'm I'm dealing with the uh, the chat removing my words again. It just changed fee. That's supposed to say fee. Brand new fee. Oh, God, I hate Feel hate free to test out the sending <laughs> PayPal. Reese sent me a he sent me an image on the on the podcast group. It says it's a it's a screenshot of PayPal. It says sending to a friend, no fee to use bank or balance to send to friends and family in the USA. Um, so I was saying if you want to test it out, feel free to send money to me. <laughs> and I gave him my email to send it to me. Um, but uh, I I'm pretty sure there is a fee. Because every time I bought anything off of a off of a Facebook group and I send somebody money using that exact method, there's always been a little bit of an extra charge. Otherwise, the, I just have them invoice me. Isn't that the charge for the seller or whatever? Well, when you do when you do friend to friend, which is what he's talking about, oh, where you send mind, money to loved ones, um, that is a way that is a way for the person who is selling it to um to have you take on the cost instead of uh instead of them i should probably not have it stuck on all you hey, doing see, I'm not all i've I'm never not. ran into this ran into this charge while ever paying people through paypal with that well it depends if they invoice you and you reply to the invoice and pay then they pay the fee if they ask you to send them the cash, even if you do it friend to friend, I have always had to have to pay a little bit extra to cover the processing fee. So oh, well. Maybe this is a brand new policy that they've just worked out with, with banks or something. I don't know, but I'm just suggesting that every time I've had to do it, it's always had a fee. So you All right, back to my uh, Salsa de Domingo. Sure. What? All right. Up next is the complete series of Goo Hair. You got the complete? Yes, I got it complete. Uh, See, they're looking at you. Too bad you can't open that one. Is that is that a brand new one? Still no, that looks like it's... Is no, it also wrapped? Yeah, same it's, thing. Still? It, did they release a complete there. version of it? I don't think they did. Or did yeah. They? What are you talking about? Uh, well, I also you, got Harigu. I've had these for there's, a while. There, there's Harigu and Harigu Deluxe, which is what he's holding right now. No, I mean like the complete box set, like art box and every single volume in one yeah. package. In, oh, like, you mean like without... an official? No, they have the TV it. series in one box. Right. No, no, no. he's suggesting, he's between. saying because the art box was sold with the wig. And he's asking, did they sell a box set version? Because a lot of times they do the, uh, um, Augie, <laughs> the hair that you keep pulling over needs to go to the other side of your head. That's why it keeps going back down. <laughs> <laughs> what he's suggesting is that when they would sell the art box with volume one and it would come with a special bonus item later on down the line, they would just stick the DVDs in there, shrink wrap it and sell it as the complete series. And they would put a sticker on the bottom over the barcode with a new barcode number that would be the number you'd get charged for that instead of it being the lower number of just volume one plus art box price mm -hmm. is what yeah. he's asking. So I don't know. I, I think one. I got mine that way but i because mine didn't come with a wig either but i might have bought it used i can't remember well i was asking that because you said uh oh is that sealed but i was thinking no yeah. it can't be sealed because there's no complete up but anyway yeah moving well on. i got well i got number one thousand out of five thousand oh is there a number <gasps> on the bottom oh actually yeah that's a pretty good number to get I don't know why the number matters. They're all being printed at the same time. I just realized there's a tear in my art box. 
That's mine has a mine has box. a small tear right here. I have to have to get a new art box for it. You can't. You can barely see it. Like right stuff still has them in stock. Pretty sure for like. I have bucks. number three thousand one hundred thirty-one out of five thousand. <laughs> I'm not gonna bother looking for mine because it's irrelevant. Like the number. So the lesson learned. So the lesson to be learned here: if you want a higher number, buy stuff from Mexico. <laughs> um. Do so, you want? Uh, you still got more? Okay. I still got more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So up next is uh, Nura: Rise of the Yokai Clan one and uh, two. Huh, I have three over here. And, Do you have three? Uh, it is probably getting series. to that. And is there like tape on the side? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's tape on the side. Ooh. So, got these. Apparently, there's some sort of censorship issue that I'm not familiar with. I've been trying to look it, look it up, but I can't find it. So, Is it like a Yu-Gi-Oh! localization type thing, or what? Uh, apparently, they showed the TV censorship for one of the releases, and they had to go back and re-release it again with it being uncensored from what I've heard. Oh, yeah, that's what you said, yeah. So Asanka Ray. Oh, Ray yeah. By the way, just so that we can address it, hey look, FDDM has a webcam. Ooh, and it's like uh 720p 19 frames a second. It Beautiful. actually looks it actually looks a lot better than it did during our test stream. That's <laughs> so weird. See, we're going to a lot of extremes to try to get this voiceover for some red screen and have this actor <laughs> come in just to lip sync to the voice. <laughs> Augie's making a joke that that's not actually FDDM. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And we'd never know if he was actually fooling us. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I'm catfishing. Oh, there is more. What fighters do you like? Well, I definitely don't like this one because it's Virtual Fighter. I love Virtual Fighter. Have you oh, watched I, that yet? I haven't watched it. I've been dying to, as you can see. It's. Uh, I am so sad that they didn't dub the whole thing. They, they didn't release the whole thing. Oh, I was going to say, they, they 20, only dubbed part of it? What? It's 24 episodes. How many episodes were there? I think there's 36. Um, 24 is definitely not the end, because uh, I remember them canceling it. They might have dubbed the whole thing and just only released it on VHS. Okay. But The only, uh, the only reason I say, I don't mind playing it, don't get me wrong. The only reason I say I don't like it is I don't like playing a different version of chess, really. Is that supposed to mean? Uh, Virtual Fighter is a more strategic fighting game. Okay, but but the anime is just an anime. Yeah. So it's like the Tekken anime, the Street Fighter anime. Hopefully, it's not a bunch of look at me. It has more plot than that. I hope so. With it being twenty four episodes, well, I, I've talked about this before. But the thing, <laughs> the thing about it that I thought was so funny, or like the reason I was enjoying it, is they have this thing literally at the end. It's either at the end of every episode or the or the commercial break, or they're like they say things that end with Sean, end with uh, a bull. Like her her move is unstoppable, right? Unfathomable and. At first, it was it was really gimmicky and stupid, but by the end, I was like, I can't believe how many words they've come up with that actually fit. Like, and I was just impressed by the end. I, I was it was really funny because it just like the the gag kept going on. It's like when I was watching Wedding Peach, and at the beginning, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they made a whole show, a whole magical show, a whole magical girl show that revolves around the idea of weddings. Like that's the theme. And then by the end of it, it was like, holy crap, I can't believe they pulled off a whole show that revolves around, around the weddings. You know, 
this is one of those things where it, it gets impressive after a while just that they that the gimmick they were that they were uh, let's say that they were willing to stick it out that long you know but wait AC there's more as what you probably have as well I finally got to the midnight Rama <laughs> of Cinderella boy I was thinking Brad has to get that because it looks like Lupin because I think it's the same well, yeah same creator and ironically this was made before not the animation but the manga was made before on the one half, so for the record, it's right here. It is in my pickups. <laughs> oh, don't spoil. Well, already I'll spoil this. Well, I'll spoil this much. And last but not least, I finally got Bubblegum Crash, which I believe for next time we're going to be watching Bubblegum Crisis. Yes, but that comes first. I think. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I have. Yes. So why have, are we watching the second one? For our I have the Bubblicious one right here. I, I don't think you. Well. I don't think you need to watch Total Crash to enjoy Bubblegum Crisis. But if you guys want to, feel free to for before the next podcast. From what I understand, this takes place first before this. Oh, are, are we going to? Uh, are we going to be watching all the music videos and stuff too? <laughs> why not? Okay. <laughs> At that point, why not? All right. What is next? Uh. Oh, and next, next I have to share is uh, next you destroy your collection. <laughs> I didn't know they made a non-purple flavor. <laughs> uh, but for the record, right here, this is where. That's where it says the. The one thousand out of five thousand. You know what? It's funny that you bring that up because remember I was just talking about how when they sell the. Ah uh... uh-huh. ha ha ha. It's a sticker on top of the barcode. Hold on. It's a sticker on top of the barcode. Okay. It's exactly what I was describing. So I'm going to suggest that they did sell it as a box set separate from the from the other thing I was talking about. Wow. Anyway. I need to look that up. FDDNM, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't have as many as I did last time, but I'll make it work. All right. All right, so... Mm, which one wants to go first? Probably the worst one. I got. For a second, I, I thought your shirt was actually your uh, your, your YouTube my lo- logo. I was about to say my logo. <laughs> yeah. So I got the limited edition of Hatalia painted white, whatever, because I I'm slowly counting down all the Funimation limited editions I want. I want to get them all. This was next because it it was only like twenty bucks, but it so- doesn't have the bandanas. It has this little uh. I think you can yeah. see that, like a. Whatever I didn't realize there was a. Did they just recently release that? Because I have this one. No, no, no. This one's really old. Okay, or I not. have this one. I didn't realize there was like a limited edition one. They're garbage. They're garbage. <laughs> Don't even yeah, bother. I, I'm already like I. I'm annoyed with Hitalia because I feel like I don't want to collect a short it. Series. Because, well, be, no, because it's like here. I'll show you why. This is so obnoxious. The first two aren't limited, and then three to five are limited. I don't mind the series Seasons. so much. It's kind of calming to say the word Italian. and there's no screams in the background. Season one and two. Oh, and then here's just season three on its own. And it's like... No, no, no. All no, of these no, have a different right type of... Stop right there. All of these... Go ahead. There is a separate season one and separate season two. Oh, I is there? Yeah. 
Okay, that's well, just, just they're like I'm, uh, I'm, whatever. I'm show. annoyed that now and then there's the paint it white, which has the the slip cover, and I, I'm just annoyed with this series. They all have slip covers. Isn't it up to like season six now? You're you're yeah. you're killing me. Do they really all have slip covers? Yeah, my season one and two have Dang. slip covers, and then I have three and four, which have the slip cases for the limiteds. Which are garbage because they were water damaged, but I got a refund, whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's paper slip cases for the limited editions. So that's disappointing enough. But then it comes with bandanas, but you're never going to get the bandanas secondhand. I've gotten three limited edition things out of them, and none of them had bandanas. But hey, I like this because it keeps the whatever the integrity, and I don't care about the bandanas. So whatever. Uh-oh, it's sounds like you're going bananas for bananas. Like, I have two Funimation limited editions that are in really botched condition, but I'm like, you know what? Uh, I technically have them now. I don't care. Like, I'm going to replace them whenever I find one that's magically really cheap. So, uh, next, I got Arcadia of My Youth because I noticed it was like 24 bucks or something. I think it was like more than that before last time I saw it, like 40 bucks. And yeah. Oh, and to address the thing that I was saying before, I think uh, I saw that it said on the back that it was 16 by 9 slash 4 by 3 or something. That's just because it comes with the SD 4 by 3 version on the disc as well as the 16 by 9. Let's see. Next, I got Noreen. I got this one. It was a Funimation... what is it? Funimation discounted item, whatever, on Amazon. And this one wasn't in stock, so it just finally came in stock and they shipped it. I had to send it back because it was pretty... No! That's the one that got lost, and I had to wait yet again. I'm glad you got that. That's a series that I reviewed. I love that series. Oh, yeah. Kinda. Because, like, the agricultural thing, I don't like it in real life, but... In anime, for some reason, I really connect with it because, like, I'm on a farm and all that crap. But yeah, and then we got Gundam Unicorn, which just came today. I'm so glad I don't have to buy like seven individual volumes or whatever. No, I think it was three to get the complete thing. Urusei Yatsura, beautiful dreamer. What a coincidence! I finally have a piece of Urusei Yatsura. And I instantly, like, because of that thing you said at the beginning of the podcast, I told my brother, get some, get it, so we can get Urusayatsura TV series. Okay. Um, but not the DVD. I don't know. He can get whatever the thing it is. So then we got Bungo Stray Dogs, just because it's a funny Ellie, and it's a thin one, to my disappointment. I is it a, how's the bordering? Is it thick or is it thin? Those are kind I of mean, similar to the Grown Wagon that- limited edition movies. And it's also like mildly textured. So I like that as well. Kind of like the next one that I'm about to show you. Da-da-da-da. The Gangsta. Gangsta oh. limited edition. Blah, blah, blah. Which, like all Gangsta of these Funimation. <laughs> what? That was- the title is literally Gangsta, period. Yeah, period. <laughs> Like your name. I had it set up. I thought you had a title and I had it set up for it to be revealed, but you showed the wrong one. Oh, well. The wrong one. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all these Funimation titles I got exclusively, well, not exclusively because they were cheap, but because they reduced the prices for some reason. Brothers Conflict, 
it's another Ellie that was on the list, whatever. I got the I chose the Ellie's based on what the used prices were or the third party sellers because these all of these are kind of going out of print or whatever. So when you see that the third parties are charging like eighty or ninety dollars, you know that as soon as Amazon runs out, that you are screwed. So that's why I picked these up. And the next one I kind of wanted in general because it's three three spaces wide. The Rage of the ba- Bahamut Genesis, Bahamut Genesis. Oh, whatever. that's a fun one. And see it, see that nice three wide, and yeah. Glad I got that off my plate. Uh, this is he the most around the table. I don't have a table. It's uh, it's a little container thing. Um, this is the most regrettable pickup. Um, the Dragon R Academy. Can I show this on stream? Yeah. <laughs> Dragon R Academy Limited. <laughs> Just hot dogs. Do either of you have have this? No. It's on my bucket list, but. Well, let me tell you this before you get it. It's a plastic. Oh, I'm way too close to the mic. It's a plastic slip case, so it's way too easy to scuff up. And the thing is, uh, you you can see the Blu-ray thing right through it because on the the Amazon cover art, it has a red strip like how it shows right here. But what the hell is this? And it's on the back side. Notice how it's on the wrong side. That's even worse. Um. And the th- only thing you get besides this plastic flimsy piece of crap slipcase that can easily get corner damage, which I'm lucky to not get, is little art cards. That's it. You're paying like five more dollars just to get that. I think the S, the standard edition, would actually be more, would be nicer to have. But well, at least you're not spending factory. twice as much for that. I know that's why I got yeah. it because I'm like I don't want to pay like eighty dollars for that. One factor you're not including with that particular release, since it's a thin plastic. You oh yeah, it's also thin heat. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's in Canada, so he doesn't have to worry about the heat. <laughs> yes. So when it's drinking cold. <laughs> Actually, no. Like, last time uh, on FDDNM's colds a snap situation, it was negative three, and it's negative two now. It's so hot. <laughs> Like, Jesus, I'm dying here. That's why I'm wearing shorts. And then the other time you said it was negative four. No, I said it was negative three. But anyway, can't wait till Satan shows up and asks you to. uh, Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) So, so my last anime for the day is the Imperfect Collection. Like I was telling uh, these two yesterday, uh, I got this from my favorite seller ever. It, it was only 25 bucks, so I'm like, okay, either it's going to be completely wrecked and destroyed, and I'll get it for free, and it'll suck, or I'll get lucky, and it'll be in great condition, which is what ended up happening, so 25 bucks. Right on. And my final pickup of the day, and my only manga pickup of the, I don't know, the podcast is To Love or Darkness, uh, Volume 3. I, I'm pre-ordering pre-ordering all of them because I love my Televru. All right. Y'all set? Yes. Okay, so first I want to uh, address real quick. Reese says Funimation has stated that they were going to change all their limited editions to the thin ones with a few Kill exceptions. me. <laughs> well, I want to address this because I predicted a couple podcasts ago that there was the a... Well, I predicted... Well, not only that, but I predicted the... Uh, 
the limited edition bubble, the premium edition bubble that I felt was starting to to reach critical mass. Um, specifically with Sentai, I because Sentai, I think it was inflating it a lot more. But uh, I, I feel like this is um, probably indicative of that issue that companies were starting to realize that this wasn't going to last and they're having to scale back to a more um, profitable range of producing things. So uh, that's, I'm just going to say that I feel like that's what's going on. So I'm going to go ahead and do my pickups now. You guys ready for them? No, I'm not ready. Right. Too bad. Um, so here's what I've got. Uh, first off, I bought, um, okay. So I've been trying to, get some art boxes for shows that I've had for the longest time and haven't gotten around to getting the art boxes. So every once in a while, I just, I take note of it and I, I just look on online and see what's available. Yeah. And in this case, I was looking for Tsukihime. Um, and I, I found the cheapest version I could get cause I already had the whole show. I just needed the art box and the only, the cheapest version I could get was to buy a bundle for dirt cheap that came with all the stuff. So it came with Tsukihime volume one and the art box, which I already put my other um, copies in. By the way, look at the Junion's uh, uh, missing from the last <laughs> disc there. At least the numbers are se sequential. Yeah, it's at the top still, so it's okay, but I'm just saying. Um, anyway, so the other things that came with it um, were a bootleg for Naruto Movie 5. Uh, let's see. A volume of Spiral... Right, a volume of Get Backers, X Driver, the show, right? Full Metal Alchemist Conqueror of Shambhala, which is actually out of print and a little bit like this is another thing. I already had it, but not not upset about having another copy of that. Uh, Tokyo Underground Awakening. This is just one volume of Tokyo Underground, and probably like my hundredth copy of Tenchi, uh, the movie. Because um, this, this for some reason, every time I buy a bundle, it feels like this comes with it. <laughs> so there's that. You're really scaling um, back on the complete collections there. Say what? Really scaling back on the complete collections there. Yeah, because now I have all these individual DVDs. I gotta make a coffee table out of. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, when I first started the channel. Uh, I was also trying to, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, I got a tweet notification from Dakota Broski. Um, I thought it was podcast related for a second and I realized it probably wasn't. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so when I first started the channel, I, there were a couple shows that I was missing like a volume or two of, um, back in 2014. So I actually went out and I bought a bunch of stuff and I got it for dirt cheap. Like there was, that was a really good time to make those, <laughs> that decision to buy that stuff. Cause a lot of that stuff's not dirt cheap anymore. But, uh, one of the items I bought was volume three of fist of the North star. And the version that I got has this SMV, which stands for Sony. I don't know what the V stands music for, but it says, it says Sony music entertainment on, on the bottom. Um, so SMB and I, I believe I looked this up when I first got it. Cause I noticed when I put it in with the rest of the volumes that it had something the other ones didn't, I believe I looked this up and that this is actually a Canadian, um, like the Canadian release. Uh, and on another one, I think that, that I had that had SMB on it or no, that was something else we were talking about, uh, behind the like, scenes. 
it had it actually had the Canadian uh, like TV 14 Canada thing. But um, but anyway, I, I rebought this uh, so that I could get one without it. Um, and I got this for dirt cheap, so I was really lucky. Wait, you, you rebought one so you could get it without this SMV? Without the SMV thing, so that it matches the rest of them. Um, oh, and actually, okay. just just for the record, uh, they actually have a because I know that n not a lot of collectors actually care about this, but I do. Uh, the barcodes are different. Oh yeah. So this is the non SMV one. So these bar this barcode is more sequential to the to the other ones. Uh, anyway. In addition, some pre-orders I, I got came in, along with Cinderella Boy uh, from the creator of Lupin the Third, Attack on Titan Season 2, and Right Stuff Burned Me. There's a tear underneath the shrink wrap. <laughs> uh, so that kind of sucks. And then a bunch of stuff I got from Amazon. Um, so I got uh, Last Exile, because I've, I've had the other show for forever, and I just hadn't gotten around to getting this one. Last well, Erectile. <laughs> Oh God! There's a in in Last Exile. There's a <laughs> if you screen cap it at just the right moment, you know the the guy's in a cockpit and he's holding the uh, you know like the, the joystick the stick. Thing, and and it's, it's a lot of the shots are positioned down below the joystick and it, it looks like he's grabbing his his junk. <laughs> I don't remember that show being played on Hold Tech on. TV. You can get the one edition for forty bucks on Amazon.com. For it's last like a billion. Exile? Yeah, yeah, it's like a billion on .ca. That's why I got it. That's why I got it, because it's real cheap. Um, so I, I also ordered this, and of course Amazon does not care about how much money they're going to spend on return shipping labels, <laughs> because <laughs> they sent me this one, and it's destroyed in the corner. So I'm like, yo, dog, this isn't this not cool with me. Please send yo, me dog. another one. <laughs> They sent me another one. It's even worse by a long shot. I don't know if you guys can see that. It's so bad. Like this yeah, is just disgusting. Need to shave. So I need to I need to order another replacement. Luckily, the replacements are free as long as you send back the the ones that you claimed were damaged. Um, I also got Gosick two. I didn't realize there was a two until FDDM had brought it up. <laughs> so I'm glad that he brought that up because uh, I went and looked. Um, this one I'm probably going to ask them to replace as well, just because I, I feel like they could do better on on that. Um, and oh my then, god, you would not accept like half of the Funimation titles I got last month. I, I know, but you're in Canada, so you have to live with it. I don't. I just have to go to the UPS store, drop it off, and then no, no, they no, send no. I got return. I can return it as easy as you can, like for the Amazon ones. It's just, it, I'm too lazy to, and it's not no, as no. major a problem no, for no, me. I, I've major. seen, I've seen Ren Stimpy. I know what your postal service is like. You have to use the Canadian Yaksmith Mounties. Yaksmith Mountain. All right, <laughs> back to my pickups. <laughs> so I, I, I purchased a replacement for the uh, the really junked up one that i got from right stuff uh for this guy uh so that'll be better this is dirt cheap on amazon right now the blu-ray for um kelly bebop the movie uh, is that still from sony yeah well it's from image it's the Entertainment, same. but yeah sony pictures yeah okay. uh and then i picked up um this is i forgot why i picked this up i think this might have been the first anime blu-ray um, Legend oh. of the Millennium Dragon. Yeah, that's right. That's good, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then 
I I think I've already talked about Rage of Bahamut and all that stuff that I had. Did I talk about Yona of the Dawn and Yuri on Ice last uh, podcast? I think I did. Yuri on Ice, I remember you did. Actually, yeah. it might have been Yona, Yona of the, the Dawn. Dawn. Oh, you know what? I've got. Uh, I totally forgot that I actually I actually picked some stuff from the mailbox uh, uh, before the podcast. So I've got that too before I get into this last couple things. Oh, That's supposed uh, to remind you. It's my replacement for. Uh, for the last exile art box, which is also damaged now that I remember, uh, now that I've got this one here, I, I forgot where it's, I think it's the corner. Can you show us your examining there. process? My examining process. Corner to corner to corner to corner. Yeah. You, you watch, you look around the lines on where the, where the corners are or the, the corner of the edge, right? So you look down the edge on all sides for tears corners in this case i think it was a corner that was all junked up which is why i didn't see there's some scuffing i don't know if you guys can see it there's some scuffing it's it's hard to see because the highlight of the of the paper is is kind of emphasizing a little bit more than it should but there's a tear around here right so that's why i've chosen to return it back because it was purchased from amazon and they'll do that for me so i'll investigate this one later and determine which one's in better condition, and I'll probably ask him to send me a third one. I can already tell that this uh, that this Gosick two uh, slipcover is not any better than than the other one that I asked for or that I got. So uh, so that's going to be a problem. Uh, and then I've also got this one here, which I will open. I already know what this one is, just so that FDM can't hold it over my head anymore. Oh yeah, that. Just see, it's and all I, in like I don't know. Okay I don't condition. know. This this very likely could be a bootleg. Well, I don't know. I don't. I can't open it. I didn't so. say bootleg. I said broken. But hey, I didn't yeah. even think of that. No, I'm I'm suggesting that for the price I got it, the Blu-rays of uh, Twelve Kingdoms, um, all three of them. So yeah, make sure these are in decent condition. Appear to be. Actually, when they're single cases like that, they usually are pretty um, yeah, sturdy. They're pretty hardy. So, can you look at yours and let me know if the third volume is in a thicker Blu-ray case? I think it is. I, I'm pretty sure it would be because they had to wrap up the final couple episodes. Um, so, there's that. I'm going to put this away so I don't let it uh, damage. And then I've got a couple of uh, documentaries here. So I like to have, uh, like we've sort of talked, I think in the last podcast about how in the beginning of my collection, I got really weird stuff like those, uh, how to dual Yu-Gi-Oh classroom card game, uh, DVDs. So I've got, um, Jiro dreams of sushi, which was a Netflix or I, I don't know if it was a Netflix documentary, but it was on Netflix. And I remember seeing it there. So I got a DVD copy of that Akihabara geeks. I finally picked up, um, Uh, I got this thing called Kintaro Walks Japan. This is uh, some white guy. Golden Boy live action. No, some some white guy went to Japan and made a documentary about his his journey there. He mentioned, I should have written it down. It took something like 147 days um, of being there. And I just think to myself, like, if if you're backpacking around Japan, like, I can't imagine filming for 147 days and, and 
keeping all that foot like how you got to charge your camera <laughs> you know you got to you got to keep all that stuff charged you have to archive that footage because your memory card is going to fill i just don't know i i'm i'm interested in seeing how that goes and the last thing i picked up was a documentary called uh manga mad and the, the full title is actually tokyo otaku as written in japanese down here manga mad tokyo otaku um this is uh well first of all i hate this because the spine is going up the wrong way so that's frustrating. Um, it is from a guy named uh, Ray Castle. And he's actually got a website. I'll pull it up real quick. Ray speaking Castle. Of, uh, speaking of people living or hiking in the mountains, I, you're questioning that. However, I can imagine someone who lives in the mountains for a long time then all of a sudden approaches a, approaches a studio to propose that he can Move to California and create a licensing business. Well, um, real quick, oh. this you can actually watch the documentaries here. I'm bringing this up because he's got a documentary called Moon Shadow, um, which is about the longest total solar eclipse in the 21st century in Japan, obviously, and one called Tokyo Techno Tribes. Um, I found this one on Amazon Japan. Um, I can't find this one anywhere. I don't know if there's actually a DVD of it. So if anybody knows about it um, and could send me a tip, uh, that'd be awesome. Because I've, I've been, I w I'd like to pick these up and just have them for the collection. Uh, so anyway, that is it for my pickups. Okay, before we move on, I grabbed my 12 Kingdoms. And I don't know, it's, it's a bit minute, but I think my second volume is actually bigger than the other ones. Which which Wait. one? Maybe I have them. Maybe I have them in the wrong order. Which one's the second one? Uh, oh crap! Yeah, yeah. They all have mine, weird mine names. One, the Twelve Kingdoms. Yeah, sea one, three, of the winds. Yeah, Sea of the Wind is the second one. So a great distance in the wind, uh, the sky at dawn is the third one. So yeah, yeah. the second one is the is the. Is the it's really one. hard to yeah. tell. Uh, yeah. yeah, second one's thicker. All right, it's hard cool. To tell that it has numbers like right here. They're like the tiniest little slashes or whatever. Yeah, because they're Roman numeral. All right. Uh, so anyway, we are uh, we're Looks done like with pickups. You guys ready for? You ready for uh, articles, everybody? I hope. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, the company I was talking about is uh, Viz Media. Ooh, um, before we move on, we need to address some comments. Yes. Who is this secret seller? Uh, tell you what, I'll, I'll Facebook message you the actual name of it. Cause I don't, I don't want the Canadian sellers out there in the podcast, the viewers to take advantage of them. But, um, I, I did some really brief research, and it looks like when I go to Amazon.com, they're not on there. So I'm hoping they're Canadian only, so you guys can't leech off my good <laughs> deals. Um, but uh, a brief description is that they have some out-of-print items and art boxes and stuff. And in my experience, when I get an art box, so it's like Project Blue Earth SOS Volume 2 with art box. I receive it. It comes with all three volumes. It comes without a, a freaking top, but hey, I get a free, like, I get full refund. They don't want the item back, so they tell me to keep it. So I have th the complete series, and then when I order a cheap replacement that's brand new, I have the whole series now. And um, in another case, 
like the Excel saga, as you saw, it's like, well, I got for only 25 bucks this time and it was flawless. So I got a good deal there. So that's why actually, I love them. Actually, that, that particular box, it's not actually that expensive. Just FYI. Oh, it's not. It's just hard well, to get it. it with, like, it's hard to get it with the uh, the paper sleeve that you were missing. <laughs> it's like, well, it's the difference between paying sixty dollars and twenty five, like I did. Um, but no, they've had some different ones that I've gotten in the past. But uh, I think that covers like most of the bases of that seller. But I I like it. It's a bit of a gamble that you might not get a good condition item, but there's like no risk because you can just get the full refund. So yeah. Now, what's yeah. the next comments? Old Man had mentioned regarding Excel Saga that it has two subtitle tracks. One includes um, all the translator notes. So, yeah, they have, uh, just to address this, I don't know if any future... Have there been any other releases of Excel Saga? Has it been relicensed? Yeah, Funimation yeah, had it for the yeah. longest time. To have so I'm, not classics. Sure, I'm not sure if Funimation included it, but on the ADV release, they actually have, like, practically every gag that happens on the show is actually a reference to something else. So they yeah. have like a note that pops up in the subtitles and you oh, have no to pause. Way. You have to pause yeah. like every two seconds to catch everything that's happening. Um, but they have a note that pops up that says like when Excel and Pedro do the Garandu, it's a reference to this from back in the eighties kind of, and they have all this stuff that they, that they included. Um, Cause there's just so many puns and whatnot happening in that show that, uh, the, the the translation notes are just so extensive that they have to be seen. They've done the Even same. Even if thing you were to have a commentary, they won't be able to keep up. Dash. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Even if you even if you did a commentary, you can't talk fast enough to actually explain everything in real time. You know, it's kind of so like you literally have to pause it and read everything because there's makes so much information. Be, because ADV is like the pre Sentai, and Sentai is the only company I know of that really does the tr the little notes here and mm -hmm. there. Like in Watamote, every time there's a reference, they have the exact same thing. Like you're describing, they say the reference yeah. of what it is. Uh, when I first started collecting anime and um, like when I was serious about collecting and only watching things that I owned, um, I still often would fan get fan subs of the shows that I was buying if I wanted to watch them in Japanese because I preferred the fan sub version versus the, the licensed subtitled version because the fan subs had those interesting little notes about you know, like in Japanese, like here's what they're saying. And here's a note about what that actually means in Japanese, you know, kind of like here's a little uh, sort of behind the scenes. Like they specifically chose to use this word rather than this word because of, because in the context they're, they're sort of using this meaning. Like for instance, in, uh, in Tenjo Tenge, uh, there's a scene where um, there's this, there's something that they do in Japan where they add O as an honorific before a word. And some words it's become ubiquitous with the word like money is Okane, right? So O is actually before it. Uh, and it, cause it's like, uh, it's like something I don't, I don't honorific is kind of a bad term. Um, but it's like, it's showing like, uh, like I, it's weird. It's not like respect, but it's kind of like money is valuable. So they, they add O in front of it. Right. And there's a scene in Tenjo Tenge where, um, be the the student is fighting the teacher and the the student refers to the teacher as Obaka, right as honorable idiot and there's stuff like that where where the subtitles just don't quite convey all that stuff so it's nice to get those fan subs um just to address yeah. that point i mean that depends on who the subvers, i guess 
uh, we're kind of yeah, entering the territory. Have found that there's another new feature on the uh, on As the stream see. for lower thirds. <laughs> so and I'm just going to pretend like it's not there. <laughs> I think Augie's subtitle is kind of going into uh, the big big argument with Star Driver when it was released by uh, Bandai Entertainment. A lot of people didn't like the subtitles for it, but preferred the Cold Gals subs instead. For all the reasons that you just described. Yeah. Part one's like um, eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Do we want to? uh, Do we want to address any of these other comments? Yes. So I I, Uh, I will say that people were asking about um, Conqueror Shambhala. Conqueror Shambhala is a. It's part of Full Metal Alchemist, not Brotherhood, but it's also its own separate thing. Because the it it's like a an Alternate out of universe, universe ending, yeah. And and yeah. I actually really enjoyed what they did with it. It's a great movie, worth seeing. I wouldn't skip it, even if you're only going to watch Brotherhood. Don't skip it because it's uh, it's really worth seeing. Conqueror of Shambhal mm-hmm. is just like the. It might as well, yeah. I think it's just the sequel. Like I don't consider it like it's both the sequel and its own thing. No, because it kind of turns goes back to the original thing. In the end, I think. Yeah, they but, do uh, something. I don't. We shouldn't ruin it for people who haven't seen I, it. I, but they, I, really, I didn't really think the ending satisfied me because the original ending of sweet. FMA. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's it's a very bittersweet ending, but it was a very creative idea. I thought that I like the first. I like the first two thirds, but to me, the last third was a cop out. It's been a very long time since I saw it, but I thought that it was uh, I thought it was a really bold choice where they took the story. And again, it was it was bittersweet because it takes uh, without giving out away uh, too many details. It takes the magic out of it, but in a way yeah, yeah. that that was um, it, but there's sort of a sentimental aspect to it that it remains that I yeah, felt so was, you're like missing alchemy and stuff. And, and, and the thing about it without again, without giving away is that there was an equivalent exchange in return for what they got out of it is that they, the magic is taken out of the picture, so to speak, but what they got out of it and that sentimental thing, I thought that they were, they were playing off that equivalent exchange thing, which I thought was a really, um, it was a bold move. And I know why a lot of people don't like it because they prefer to have it the other way, but I thought that it was a, a really um, bold choice for the movie. And I thought that it, it was, you know, because it is a movie and because for some reason um, anime movies, have this non-canonical uh, aspect to them where they just don't fit in with the actual timeline. Usually like there's so many Dragon Ball Z movies and the only ones that are actually technically even somewhat uh, right. canonical are, are the, uh, the Dragon oh, Ball God. super movies that are released as Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, and the but, specials. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, the specials are um, history of trunks and Bardock father of Goku, but those also don't technically necessarily need to be canonical. You know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, for me, like, let's just to establish this for me, all the Dragon Ball Z movies are canonical. I like to, I like to just in my head kind of let them be part of the, the timeline, you know, yeah. same with Dragon Ball GT. People don't really care for it. And there, there are some aspects of GT that invalidate like their, 
they're contradictory to the, the new one. setup. But if you just go ahead and, you know, there's ways to still enjoy it. If you uh, kind of in your head, just sort of leave out certain details. Um, and I think that it, whatever way you can watch a show that is provides the most enjoyment for you is the way that you should enjoy the series. Right. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to get Fair so enough. hung up on the details. So for me, I like to just let them all be part of the same thing and just sort of recognize that. Yeah. This, this, took place during somewhere between this this episode and this episode and i'm just okay with that you know anyway so do we have any other comments we want to address i have something we... to say Go ahead. hey um brotherhood is like the adaptation the perfect fma one for me well not perfect because what are the first parts is a rehash but like i think it ended up where i wanted it to go so okay. anyway, well, me... the creator said that she wasn't going to make a manga an anime adaptation of the manga I am so glad she changed her mind. Well, let, let me say this. I haven't watched um, all of Brotherhood, uh, but just for anybody who, who might be watching the podcast either live or, or later on um, when it's spoil. the archive version. By the way, something that's really cool, YouTube, I was mentioning how they've updated the streams. Now the the chat is actually going to appear in the archived version of the stream. It's going to come up uh, as it did, I guess, the way Twitch handles it, where the, the live chat will start showing up and you'll be able to to see what people were saying during the uh, during the stream. Um, so anyway, uh, but saying? the thing about Fullmetal Alchemist, just to, just to clarify, is that um, the first anime actually follows, I think it's up to episode 12? Is, then is they around caught up it is. to the manga and they had they to diverge. Up, yeah, they catch up to the manga, and the manga creator basically said, do whatever you want. Right, because the manga creator didn't want to start rushing and ruining what they were doing, so they said, Hey, you have free reign, do whatever you want. So they took the anime in a whole I think different our viewers direction. viewers know more about this than us, so okay. But just for anybody who is unaware, they took the anime in a whole different direction. Now, then they made Brotherhood after the manga was completed. Brotherhood has the exact same first 12 episodes, basically, although in the actual anime of Brotherhood, from what I've seen, they don't start it from the, they don't just replay the first 12 episodes, right? Um, so, but, but just so you understand, to get it the best way possible, you would definitely need to see Watch both well. in order to really get the whole thing. So it's not like people say Brotherhood's better and all that stuff, but look, in order to get the best experience, watch them both and definitely don't start with brotherhood start with the original and work your way into brotherhood and, and enjoy it the way it was released because i think that that's the best way to experience it i mean um, you can anyways, just skip series. the first one if you don't care to watch it twice but yeah that's up to the person yeah. anyway uh, i think we should we move on from full to... alchemist. yeah we're good we're good for um, me uh for like, full metal quick. alchemist mm -hmm. hold on What <laughs> was that? That's my stomach. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> for Brotherhood or for Full Metal Alchemist, you start with the first one, go to Hughes. When that, that arch resolved, go to Brotherhood and continue from Hughes on to the rest, and you'll have the whole manga adaptation. You uh, missed like, me... the other unique parts but anyway let me, um, let me ask a real quick question reese you sent me something in the group do you want me to add this to the discussion regarding the limited edition uh uh funimation's new limited editions being thinner
he sent me an article here about the, if they reduce uh, the price i won't be as mad but right well i i'm assuming that remember when i was talking about the bubble how they were inflating the bubble i think that this is they're they're going to reduce the price i i'm assuming because it's going to cost them a lot less like they're they're reducing how much it costs them to make them and they're also going to scale back the price they're probably not going to scale back the price as much as they could because they have to sort of ride out this bubble that potentially is going to uh um, cause a problem. Um, but, uh, it looks like, it looks like, thank goodness. Um, you know, again, we, as we say, this podcast is magic, but, uh, it looks like they're, they're taking an effort to prevent, a, a catastrophic potential collapse that could have happened. Um, so anyway, yeah, cause they're, they're few and far between, but, um, yeah. let's see. So the next comments, I'm going to add this to the, I think we're caught comments. up to the comments. Yeah. Once again, so, <laughs> go ahead. I think go ahead. Was, I don't know. I think I saw one before, but I lost go it. Ahead. But well, if you once again, go ahead. I'm the only one who is being added. Um, <laughs> People are, are talking to you specifically. Yeah, at Fudnum. Jesus, your collection is huge. Do you not see Brad's? I mean, I'm not saying mine's small or anything, but <laughs> he's got like. He's he's already got more than bookcases than I have in frame, but anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll take I, what I, I can get. I'm sure I've actually uh, talked about this before, but um, I actually you actually what? I think that cut out for me. No, it cut out for me too. Oh, okay, so we're both talking. Is he frozen? Frozen. He's frozen. He's frozen. I guess the cold never bothered him anyway. So, um, oh. I'll, in the meantime, I'll address this comment. What is on your shirt at Fudnum? Uh, I gotta see the preview. Uh, oh my god, the lower third—it's killing me. Yeah, scoot it's, up and back out. It's a Suicide Silence T-shirt back when the band was good. Um. That's all. Oh, good. Almost knocked my mic over. Almost blew up the viewer's ears. But yeah, that's what it is. And your chair looks really comfortable. Yes, it is very comfortable. That's why people pay money for these overpriced-ish chairs. Well, actually, I think they're fair enough price because if you're going to be a video editor, YouTuber, you're going to be at the computer for long periods of at a time. So you might as well get a comfortable chair. It's a good investment, in my opinion. I'm looking at the YouTube feed and I'm only seeing the Lupon face. The so Lupin if face? you can hear us, please say yes, we can hear you. I cannot read your title on your 240p feed. Yep. <laughs> That's what exactly what I was saying on the test stream yesterday. I'm like, yeah, my camera's at like 144p. Well, it's 720p technically, but I doubt you can see it. Professionalist. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Lashonsky, for clarifying for uh, Danny. Well, they can see me. I can see that. Covered the manga for about 30, blah, blah, blah. We can't see you, Fudnam? I think that's because the camera was locked on Augie. Yep, audio is all good for Augie and Fudnam. There you go. Can hear you. Can hear you. Yay. Wait, you can't see me? Nope. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, are they talking about when I was showing that shirt? Uh, Please clarify, Reese. Oh, this, is, this is quite the pickle. 
Mm. How do we do? Add? Where'd Brad go? The disappearance of Brad. The disappearance of Brad. Like, or AC. But yeah. Oh, all right. Only AC missing in action. Maybe yeah. his laptop was unplugged and it ran a battery. Well, that happened to me. Case, we wouldn't have this feed still going. No, it's it's a hangout. Like the oh, hangout yeah. is still existing. No, uh, I can't see you at all since AC, AC dropped AC. off. No, oh, I heard a bling. Oh, that's oh. him messaging me. My internet just died, is what he says. Well, uh, Augie, do you have uh, whatever? Is the call still going? Uh, the call's still going. The stream okay, is so. going. Yes. With the call, too. Hmm. Let's see. But, um, so he says, good. Oh, joy. We can oh. only see Augie, but not Footnum. I think it's because it's locked on. No, it's not locked on you. Do you have admin privileges or whatever? I moderation? Do, I do. Can you, like, change the camera so it's on me or something? I don't know. You know. Is it on me? Can you look know. at the live stream thing? Because I'm not playing it, so it doesn't take up my bandwidth. I, I think it wouldn't hurt if you looked at the live stream. Screen okay, share, fine. chat. Live Live. Showcase. Live, live, live. Live. Wait, is the live stream still going? I think yeah, I lied to him. Oh, okay. Because it's not still playing going. for me. I am the only one. Okay, he just rebooted his router. Oh, uh, somebody Someone, didn't pay the cable bill. That's funny great. you should say that because that's semi-true because he said that he changed his credit card or something. Mm. And I forget. Did he say the internet was... Uh, he missed two two payments or whatever for it? I never, heard, I never heard that, but... Uh, I blame because he's out in the desert and they do funny stuff out there. Because yesterday he was saying, oh, they must be throttling my internet because my card uh, was whatever, changed. Because AC had to purchase those 12 Kingdom Blu-rays. He couldn't afford the internet bill. He can afford the bill. How about we stop talking about his finances on the live stream? We're not. I, it's just jokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. He didn't. Okay, I see now. Oh, over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well. Good. I just rebooted my router, he says. I, I read. Wait, I read. how's he able to send us these messages? Conspiracy. His, well, as, as it's obviously 3G or something. As behind the curtain as me and you've you and him I'm really talking, his, uh, what? his uh, phone is unlimited, so he still has satellite, just not local. Mm -hmm. or broadband or whatever you want to call it. I'm still bothered by how I can't play this damn live stream. Oh, refresh. I guess it doesn't matter since it's not playing anyway. Okay, so I see Augie. Yep. I see Augie. You see me. Mm. Uh, let's see. I need to do this. something here. Let's I almost want to start the news while he's away just because we can cover it. I don't know. <laughs> To get uh, things moving, uh, he, he wants to cover stuff with us as well. I know, Let's I know. AC watches anime by candlelight. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, and he wins his hentai by uh, moonlight. Oh, when he mentioned the wine cellar thing, I was thinking it was gonna. 
I think I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's his hentai chain. I heard all, I heard all that. All right, so sorry about that. Um, internet completely just died on me for no reason. I, I went and checked on it, and everything seemed to be fine. Uh, so I don't know why the stream got ended. Um, I guess because I was out of it for too long. Um, I don't know. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to copy this link and make sure that everybody in the Facebook group gets it. Give me my rights. Oh, God. You and those rights. I don't have any rights. That's because yeah. you use lefts. Because I don't, I don't trust either of you, to be honest. Wait, for what? <laughs> With the rights. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Why not me? I just love my lower thirds, man. Is that such an offense? You have the, the lower thirds right. That's that's not the same right. He's talking about the ability to mute other people. <laughs> Hey, 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 well, hey. Just because I like to own RC drink doesn't mean I drink it. I just want to have it. Whatever RC drink is. So I'm just pulling up the uh, the chat real quick. Do I, Did you send us the link for the live stream? Actually, I guess it doesn't matter. It's easy it's enough in, to it's find. On the, yeah, it's on, the, uh, it's on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Did you, is there a new video on the Facebook group? Yeah, I just posted it there. That's what I'm saying. The Dogbuster Part 2. Uh, yes. That is what it is. All right. So. All right. Oh, anyway. It, I think it is windowed when Augie is uh, lower thirdsing. That's that's silly. Yeah. The Americans have so, all rights by default. Oh, crap. That was in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh share controls okay so you guys both have you guys both have control room controls but i swear to god if you boot any of us out of the call i'm banning you for life <laughs> I swear to god. like i did that one time to argue by accident yeah yeah, yeah. What, what about you huh banned for right. life for my own podcast all right yeah. old man guys... says rc is royal crown cult wait even that was in live. Wow. Drank it all. Yeah, and this whole time has been live ever since I said that this is part two. <laughs> or yeah. whatever. I said, back. Totally got that. And yeah, then had RC make, uh, RC draft again, but oh well. On to the articles. Yes. <laughs> On to the articles. So so just a heads up to everybody, it looks like uh I, because this stream has been split into two separate streams, I'm probably gonna have to combine them using YouTube's um video editor so the chat that i had described earlier as being logged into the live stream is probably not going to be there um, wait a minute but we'll see i see i like to leave them as two separate as in the spirit of the shows that we're going to talk about later tonight no <laughs> no i'm anyway, make like three maybe Maybe. Well, yeah, let's hope we don't get booted again. Let me just get on to this. We, you, guys, you guys complain about these podcasts taking five hours. You have no idea that you're the reason. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey, hey. So, we're just in two minutes into this one. Blossom Detective Holmes, uh, the animated miniseries project. So in, in Kickstarter news, just wanted to mention that this uh, has ended. It got to the fourth stretch goal, or at least the, uh, the fourth episode stretch goal. So they are funded up to episode four. All right, so that's what you're going to be getting out of this. Before anybody asks, I have no idea about Slacker Backer. I don't know how I would even find that out. So you'll have to uh, you have to either look yourself or find out later. All right. Next in our news, 
you're under arrest has been listed for a US TV channel and they're talking about the Primo 96 TV. 97 anime um, not the uh, 2007 one even though apparently the art that was used on the website uh, was for the 2007 one and it's going to be on Primo TV which is a US network that airs in English and is aimed at Hispanic Hispanic children so make of that what you will All right. next up with that in, with that news in with that news, it kind of sparks hope for a re-release for that series continuing. Potentially, yes. Um, next up in in uh, sort of theater news, um, we've got Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the musical, is coming to uh, North America. So there's a North American premiere. If you like musicals and you like Sailor Moon, uh, you can check it out. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on to the next uh, amount of stuff. Ah, exposed. <laughs> Oh no. Anime news. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress is going to get a film uh, that is going that's to sequel. basically take place uh, yeah, after the uh, after the series. So That's enough said. Done. <laughs> yep, moving on. Cheese Sweet Home is getting a CG anime, uh, which is very interesting um, because creating my screen is locked. Oh, okay. Uh, creating um, 3D in the style of 2D is way, way more work than you might think. Um, the the what? The girl kind of okay. looks like a precious moments figure, but continue. <laughs> well, the 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 live action Snoopy Peanuts movie. Uh, they actually animate, or pardon, not live action, the CG uh, Peanuts movie. They actually animated that entire movie in 2D in the style of the original, like, Peanuts shorts uh, for, like, the Thanksgiving and Christmas. And they actually animated the whole thing, and they redid the whole movie in CG to match that look, but in 3D, which is... Uh, an absurd amount of work, uh, but it creates a very interesting aesthetic. And it looks like that's what they're doing here, um, which is something that Japan uh, is not very good at the, uh, in the past. Um, let's just say that uh, in past shows, they have not been able to recreate 2d aesthetics in 3d that well. It's because it, it takes a very different type of uh, mindset. So it's interesting to see this. I'm very, I'm very intrigued and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm just going to say that, if they made that penis movie or whatever in 2D, they should at least include that as a special feature, like the 2D version. That would have been nice. Well, I, I think it's basically an animatic uh, in the penis thing. I think it is in the... Um, there's a, they, they at least show clips of it in the... Um, in the extras. In the extras, yeah. So this is just a kind of a fun thing. Like, look at how Japan handles marketing and whatnot. Uh, Doraemon's... Um, Heroine Shizuka gets a solo photo shoot de debut in Famitsu magazine. So this is kind of a weird. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's kind of funny to see uh, to see I Japan be do this. Surprised if there's a music video involved. <laughs> uh, moving on, three new characters join the cast of Loop on the Third Part Five. Now we've kind of talked about this briefly in the past regarding. Um, I just dropped my phone. How different uh, this kind of feels. Like Lupin, in, in the promotional art, is not wearing his tie. 
So we're we're sort of in a speculative sense, kind of like why does he have a monocle? Uh, like what's going on here? Uh, so I just want to address that these are the, the the characters that they added. So they added um, Inori Minase as Emmy Enon, a genius hacker lady. Pardon, a genius lady hacker. Now I'm just going to say that this first of all, this character does not look like she belongs in Lupin. But I haven't watched part four other than, um, and obviously I haven't watched part five, the which trailers. isn't out yet. But I, I, other than the the movie that was at Anime Expo, the uh, Italian game, which was great, like don't get me wrong, but um, but I'm just saying, like this character seems out of place. These ones, I think that seems out of place for all anime, honestly. If you look at the character, yeah, just, just, just looks looks a little out of place. But the thing is that I was gonna say is that the genius lady hacker, uh, this is gonna make or break the show, in my opinion. Um, this is something it'll that you can either mean, or it'll be great. Well, I'm just saying it's something that you can either do it really well or you can totally screw up the whole show in trying to do this. Um, and what I mean by that is that uh, uh, Koei Bebop has um, Ein, or pardon, Ed. <laughs> um, I love and, uh, and But the thing is that the genius hacker aspect of Ed is not really... I mean, it's obviously it's there, but it's, it's not like super emphasized. It's the quirky wackiness of Ed. That is emphasized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry um, for Cowboy Bebop. If you edit out, if you edit the episodes to tell the full story, Ed wouldn't be involved at all. Yeah, pretty much. I was gonna say uh, I don't only, think the genius the, thing really ruined Cowboy Bebop. It's just like it didn't really matter. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying it ruined it. I'm just saying that, like I said, it's something that can either make or break series and if you're going to try to do this having a genius character the genius hacker character it becomes the deus ex machina of the show and to a oh, degree that's, that's how they used ed because in the movie they used ed to further along parts of the plot where they needed to to basically throw information at the audience so ed would say you know in the movie like she's analyzing the like the particles or whatever it's so like these aren't the same and and it basically helps further the plot so what i'm suggesting is that using a character who can hack everything and has these superhuman completely unrealistic abilities the genius super hacker um i feel like this is going to be one of those things that is going to destroy sort of the the world of um being able to sort of suspend your disbelief so i'm just saying it's a risky gamble that they're taking uh, and I'm a little bit apprehensive. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying here. Now there were some other characters that we can address real quick um, that I don't have as much to say about. Uh, so we got Albert Dandridge, a mysterious man who seems to know all about Lupin's past. So this must oh. be. Uh, yeah, I like how they say it's a new character, but he's on yeah. the obviously the poster. I think I think that when they this is something Crunchyroll seems to do a lot when they say three new characters or they 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 have these sort of clickbaity headlines. I, like how I think they that say this join. It's like oh right. they weren't. They're not talking about the characters here. here. No, they, they're not talking. They are. They're they're not actually talking about the characters. They're talking about the voice actors as as they. But like I said, it's sort of a clickbaity title that mm. Crunchyroll likes to use or whoever Paul Chapman writing for Crunchyroll seems to like to use uh, is that they, they, they name it this way, but in reality, what they're suggesting is that by the way, these people have voice actors announced. So this, this, and this is actually the news, but what we care about here are the characters, right? So anyway, mm -hmm. the last person is uh, Yoro, uh, pardon, Goro Yadagarasu, uh, a detective who belongs to the ICPO 
and who works under Inspector Zenigata. So this is going to be sort of interesting. This character is a subordinate of Zenigata. So it almost kind of feels like I don't, I'm, I'm apprehensive about part five because it kind of feels like what they did with loop on the 14th or what they were trying to do uh, where they're passing the torch on to another generation. Almost. It seems like they're, they're grooming characters to become the new lineup almost. And that's a little bit weird. I'm just saying it. So I'm a little apprehensive. I, I, I've, I have not seen a rendition of Lupin that I didn't like. Um, some of them are better than others, but I haven't seen any that I actually just went, you know what? I don't like this at all, you know, yeah, right. um, in, including the live action movie. I thought the live action movie was fun. Um, it's not the same as the cartoon, but um, it's still a fun watch, you know? So I'm just saying that I'm apprehensive about it, but if anything can pull it off, I think it's Lupin. I think Lupin can, you know, so we'll see how that Two goes. Two more things before we click out of that. Sure. Um, regarding the hacker character, if they play it mm -hmm. off just like in the Conan Cross Lupin specials, I don't see this as being a hindrance as they can probably play it off. Obviously, scrolling well, we're up just, to... Uh, we're just, we're just going to have to see. Let, let me put it this way. Oh, yeah. If this character exists in one or two episodes for a short little arc, sure. If this character is going to be a recurring character that's going to be in every episode and is going to be using hacker stuff to, to drive the plot, then I feel like it's going to be a strain on the, uh, on the franchise. And one more comment on the writer. Uh, Paul, huh? I, I think the original name was Hope at one time, but that's something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't like the person. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mayor Chen, Maid Chen, uh, ninth and tenth episodes have been postponed two weeks to improve animation quality. I can respect so, that. Sure. No, I think that this is an, uh, an let's say, an admirable, uh, admirable uh, thing to do. But considering, well, it's kind of like what we talked about before about there being sort of a bubble. Berserk. You know, it, it's it's well, yeah. We've talked about Berserk, and we've sort of explained. Look, this is why this happens. Japan has this schedule, um, and it is a unsustainable way to handle production. And this, to me looks like some cracks are forming in in uh, what has long been known to be a very unsustainable way of handling things. Now, interestingly enough, we're going to look at something later on uh, in these articles that actually seems to turn the whole system upside down. And it's really bizarre regarding Violet Evergarden. But, um, but I just, I think it's very troubling to see that this is starting to happen i'm glad that they're taking rather than just you know put out like that family guy we need to get it like, out what, what, what is, remember the family guy clip he's like what are they going to do cut our funding and then he's like across the screen you know rather than do something like that um it's great that they're actually taking this step of let's let's pull back look we're going to miss our deadline because this is like the quality here is so bad that it'll it'll tank our company you know, yeah, that's, of, that's what uh, I feel like is happening. Yeah, kind of uh, rehash what I got got earlier in part one of this podcast. This one had like four episodes yeah. made, pulled it back to add a character, add more animation than the full show. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. um, old man has, has said there was a loop on video game on the PS2. Yes. Yes, there was. I have it. It's amazing, and I would love to do a. I would love to do a. Let's a, play. A, 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 a let's, let's watch play it and we'll a, a live, 
Uh, well, I, I, I would like stream to Twitch kind of thing um, because I feel like I would get copyright strikes for putting that on the actual channel. Uh, oh, but I, one thing I'll say... Paranoid. No, you won't. Well, it's a here's, video here's, game. Okay, but the music to the to the theme song no, plays no. at certain parts, oh, and I've oh. already... Oh, no, did he freeze no. again? No! Okay. okay, you didn't freeze. You're freaking out on us. I'm here, don't worry. Um, anyway, th something that's funny about, about the Lupin video game is that I played that right after playing um, Metal Gear Solid 3. And it's funny because in Metal Gear Solid 3, or any of the Metal Gear Solids, you know, you hide in the box and whatnot. And in the beginning of the, the Lupin game, well, in the beginning of the Lupin game, there's a, a mechanic in the game where you can get into like cabinets and boxes and stuff to hide. And it's so funny because Zenigata will be chasing you. He'll literally be touching you. And then you get in the box and he goes, crap, crap, crap. Where did he go? And oh he walks God. away. It's so funny. Oh man. It's so funny. Um, right. I just want to say that, um, beat that game, but I haven't had a chance to play it all the way yet. Go ahead. Can't it's very you... short. Can't you just go um, into the settings and turn down the game? I mean, the sound, the music volume. Like, Perhaps. pretty much every game has that. What I'm saying is, um, I would like. There's a couple video games that I would like to play just because I want to play them, and I'd like to record my entire process playing them and distill the essence of the whole game down into one video. So this game is one of them because it's a very short game and I feel like I could I feel like I could record the footage sort of in the same way that the angry video game nerd does where what he actually does is he records all the footage and then creates his uh, commentary afterward and integrates it into so it's not actually live commentary it's integrated into um, what he's doing you know yeah. um, so that's that's something I've, I've considered because I just think that that's more interesting than hey let's turn this into a let's play channel and then everybody leaves because they're sick of let's plays you know yeah, I don't want to do right um, but it, but just to do a, like a little video where it says like hey here's a video game uh, this is my thoughts on it here's some footage to go with it kind of thing I think that could be a great way to handle it so the two games that I've thought about doing so far are um, the Lupin game and a video game called Adventures of Horai High School that is from, it's an old RPG from Japan that never came over here, but I actually got a ROM of it that has a translation. And it's a very uh, bizarre, interesting game, the way that they handled it, and I think it would be a lot of fun for people to see it just because it's, it's so bizarre, the stuff that they do with all the sprites and how they handle it. I mean, literally the very beginning of the game, you're flying in a uh, airplane and you parachute out of the airplane and crash land on the assembly hall of the school in the middle of assembly. And that's how you get introduced to the game, right? It's very weird. It's a very weird game, but it's fun. It's like a very kind of energetic and fun story I think would be fun for people to experience. So those are, those are things that are I thought you'd say Legend of the Mystical Ninja. I don't. I didn't care for that anime. I don't think I'd like to sit down and play that. <laughs> Apparently, the game's actually good. But, yeah, well, um, maybe. Quick, quick question: Is, Did that Lupin game come to U.S.? I mean, North yes. America? Yes. There's oh, actually cool. a, there's actually quite a few Lupin games, but only that one, to my knowledge, actually came to America. And I believe it's on PS2. I know I I know it's on PS2 because I had the PS2 one. It might I was also say be. You have no game. consoles, but the PS2. Well, I have PS2, GameCube, PS1, and my wife has an Xbox that we don't play. Maybe it's even an Xbox 360 um, that she bought no off of a friend. 
it 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 played she got it and played for like a day and then it hasn't been touched ever since um but but yeah i i, I prefer playing um minecraft on the computer it's the only game i play anymore uh anyway so Moving let me go on. back to yeah let's get back to the topic at hand here not that i don't love being able to to talk about other things but i feel like our podcast has gotten so derailed so far that i don't want to have a repeat of last last week mm-hmm. uh so psychopaths ss three part anime film project revealed. So there, this is just going to be a uh, sort of a sequel to the show. They're going to do three well, films. It's just a quick note. Do you have anything to say? I wonder if it's going to make the Murdoch scramble approach. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't I seen have so many problems before. with psychopaths, but whatever. I, 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 I'm not opposed to it more yeah. of any anime. It's oh, just FD like, DNM, you're a psycho not to pass this up. All right. I uh, I have Psychopaths, um, the limited edition, but I haven't sat down and watched it yet, so I, I don't know anything about I it. Watch the first so, season only. Something else interesting: fans discover case closed phone number. So, uh, as a promotional thing for the next Detective Conan film, uh, call they leaked up. they leaked out this number you can call and get clues to the uh, secret mission. It's sort of a just like a fun thing they do for fans. And I was thinking we might call the number on stream, but I guarantee you that the, the person who answers is, which is going to be a robot, obviously a recording, in Japanese. but it, it's going to be in Japanese. So uh, l- let me know. Uh, I'll keep this tab open. I just want to hear in the chat. If anybody actually would uh, try it on behalf yeah, of us it, that knows what, Japanese. Do you guys, do you guys think we should do it? I mean, no, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, that we're just going to call it and get a voicemail basically, you know, of, of them saying stuff about the case and everything, you know? So, uh, but just because we've we've already sort of used up a lot of our time, I'm just sort of not as interested in doing that now. Yeah. So moving on, uh, Tsutomu Nihei and Polygon Pictures Holdings team up for a TOA Heavy Industries LLP. So uh, I'm just gonna so basically like a studio Chizu basically. Okay, well, let me let me just distill what the article says. So Tsutomi Nihei is the manga artist behind Blame, Knights of Sidonia, and this thing called Apo Sims or whatever this is, uh, that Polygon Pictures, um, which is Holdings, which is the parent company of Polygon Pictures, have teamed up. Uh, well, they've they've created the the Blame anime, the the newer one, and the Knights of Sidonia anime. So they've they've created the new business venture that's titled TOA Heavy Industries, and this is actually a this is actually a fictional company in the universe is created by this character, this uh, manga artist. So they so made they a real the company. Same name. Yeah, they made a real company using the same name as a fictional uh, company that they had d- developed that's sort of re- referenced in this, the stuff he's made. And they're going to use it as a partnership to start producing right. new anime and games and whatnot. All right. So kind of like Lucky Land and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sure. Moving on, um, the augmented reality mobile game Ingress gets an anime adaptation. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because Ingress is the game that was the prototype to Pokemon Go. Uh. I thought this was I thought this was kind of funny because I actually know somebody who plays this game, and I I am shocked. I am shocked that this is even something you could turn into an anime. I just I, it blows my mind that this is. Like something you could turn into a series. I just, well, I just they, can't believe they turned so. emojis into a movie, so I don't think this is you know what? that unreasonable. Hey, we're fair, supposed to get a Tetris movie point. sooner or later. Fair point, FDDM. <laughs> fair point. 
Speaking of Pokemon, Detective oh, Pikachu game trailer features Pikachu's bizarre voice. Now, this is interesting because it says uh, it's not Ryan Reynolds who's going to be playing Pikachu in the upcoming live-action movie. The game version of Detective Pikachu, uh, which they don't actually list the voice actor, so I suggested that because Danny DeVito wasn't going to play Pikachu, that they should get the guy who voiced the character he played in the Hercules movie, the, the coach to Hercules, but the one that did the voice, the one that did the voice in uh, um, Kingdom Hearts, and I can't prove it. But if you sit down and watch this, it, it sounds like that's who's voicing Pikachu in in the game here. It sounds like that guy because he sounds just like what you'd expect, uh, what people wanted for um, for the movie when they wanted Danny DeVito to play him. So I thought that was uh, kind of funny. Um, now this is just bizarre. Lara Croft joins a Final Fantasy Brave Exvius game. So I don't have anything to say other than why. It's like Square, <laughs> Square Enix owns Lara Croft now. Them crossing, oh, them crossing it over with a some sort of Final Fantasy property is kind of makes sense. Power, but I don't see how she would fit. Yeah. Well, what's weird? What's weird is that it's not new Lara Croft. It's old Lara Croft like outfit and everything in sort of new Lara Croft updated graphics, but I don't, it's just bizarre. Well, I don't get the it. Gameplay, I think is actually pixelated. Like you see in the video okay. down there. So oh, that's probably why okay. they're going with the retro outfit. In addition, may I also point out that we've got uh, King Tut and Nefertiti over here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This is just bizarre. <laughs> Uh, so Square Enix also has registered a trademark for Idle Fantasy. So let's see where that ends up going. Um, uh... yeah. And then some really cool news, if you haven't played it yet. Uh, Chrono Trigger got a, a PC release. Um, I thought I already was... had that. Okay, well, it has a... The original one was for Super NES. Then it came out on PlayStation. And they go into this article. They actually say that, for what it's worth... I would be remiss to note that this appears to be a straight port of the mobile version. So what's funny about this, uh, and I won't play it because I don't want to. I don't want to get any sort of um, copyright strikes. But uh, in the this thing, they they actually mention that the uh, the graphics are updated. And as far as I can tell from looking at it, literally the only thing that's been updated is the title menu where the pendulum is for the grandfather clock is swinging back and forth. That's the only thing that appears to be updated. And I'll go further to say that what they've actually done for the PC port is they took the PlayStation version because it has the Akira Toriyama uh, art style Toei animated cutscenes. So it seems to be a, a port of the of the PlayStation version. So anyway, to, so, to further that out, though, I was mentioning it, it originally came out on Super NES, then it was ported to PlayStation, it was sold with Final Fantasy IV, and then it had a DS version, and now it's got... Uh, it, then it went on to mobile, so like um, iPhone, iPad, and all that, and now it's on PC. So if you've never played this game, this is, this is my all-time favorite video game ever. It's one of the greatest games ever made. Music is unbelievably good. Um, the graphics, they didn't even need to update the graphics, which again, I don't think that they actually did other than the, the pendulum, which still looked pretty good back in the day. They just added like a higher, you know, pixel count to it. So it's a little bit more higher resolution. Perfect. Um, per pixel perfect version. Sure. But, uh, um, this game is breathtaking. 
so much fun. And it's got the new, I think this was actually the first game to implement what's called new game plus, which is that, that oh, thing where you, where you beat the game and you start, you can start a new game. Um, but instead of the doing a new game, you do new game plus, and it gives you all the items that were in your inventory from the previous save that you just beat. So then you can start a new game and already have all the items that you had, which means that you can kill enemies at the beginning in one hit. And it's, it's a really awesome game. There's also like 13 or so different endings. Um, it, it takes, it has a time travel element to it that is incredibly fun to, to play around with. Uh, definitely the best game I've ever played, hands down. So my comments uh, on this is A, apparently I was wrong. I think I was thinking that it's on PlayStation Network. It's been on that for a while, but so yeah, okay. um, I'm checking yeah, so it out. This is Steam, Steam, and, Steam um, PC version, and yeah. the reviews are mostly negative. Oh, really? Here's the first one I see. It says, "As the clock sounds, the intro music began, and the opening credits started." My initial thoughts was, "Why does this game look and sound like absolute garbage?" The interface is equally disgusting. You can't even change the window color. The Super Nintendo version had more options slash game settings. Sad to see my favorite game was treated in such a blatant cash grab okay i'm gonna call bs on that i don't believe that that's true i don't think you could change the window colors back in the day maybe they're thinking of a final fantasy game no maybe it was like a ds port or something that was like Yeah, because i don't i don't remember being able to do that i do have the ds port i i got it so my wife could play the game um but uh i that might have been an option there but yeah i just i think that they're wrong um, now here's yeah, a positive review. In defense of a poorly made port, uh, th- this sounds like it's not so good. Um, Chrono Trigger <laughs> is one of the greatest games of the Super Nintendo era. It was a game crafted by some of the biggest names in the time and blew everyone away. Blah blah. The scope, art, music, amazing. Eventually, after a poor port with some amazingly well done videos, the game was brought up to date with a few new features and extra content to tie the game. And with its Chrono Cross better, it was unfortunately released again. It's Chrono Cross better? <laughs> what? Uh, you Those are fighting it. words. Um, Chrono Cross is great. No, 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 no. It's, no, hold on. He said to tie it in with Chrono Cross better. Oh, no, okay. he, wasn't, he wasn't saying it was better. Unfortunately, <laughs> the release again with some of the new content removed so it would fit on a mobile device is better. I don't know. From their decision, well... Okay, anyway. Let me, let me put it this way. If you still have a Super NES and you can get the Super NES version, it's probably the best way to play it. Okay? But anyway, moving on. With moving it, on. with uh, Chrono Cross, load up what you're going to do. With Chrono Cross getting this unannounced release, so a lot of people have been speculating that they might be making another one. Still questionable, but there, was, there wasn't um, any promotional stuff for this. There I mean, this actually guy had this is a third game. Stuff. There's a third game called Radical Dreamers that didn't come out over here. But again, there's a ROM that has a translation. It's a very different type of gameplay. Um, I don't know if you would even consider it a... a this is this is one of those Terra Enigma things, isn't it? Well, this is like Gunbuster Diebuster, where it almost has no relationship to the uh, previous installment. Yeah, it's just no sort of a, ca- a cash grab name. Uh, anyway, uh, so... Harsh moving words. on, moving on to the next to the next article here. We are in release news, and we've got some interesting news here. Robert's Anime Corner Store in their corner blog has n- noted that uh, NIS America price reductions have occurred. So NIS America reduces the prices on nearly their entire catalog. 
So a lot of their standard editions have had their prices dropped to like, you know, this is $20 or just off. the standard editions. I think some of them, I think it's almost all just the standard editions, but oh, that's um, nice. I don't, yeah, I don't see any premium. Well, here's one premium edition, the troubled life of miss uh, Kotora complete premium. Edition. The only one I have so this, already. <laughs> um, so I actually bought the love live Finally, I finally picked up Love Live in Kimini Tadoke. On uh, this was something that was suggested to me, recommended by Samurai Jeff, and I, I picked this up and Love Live. That that actually we we were talking about this um, uh, last night, sort of in a non live stream stream um and we were talking together about this and it turned out that it had been like stuck <laughs> and i thought i had lost it but it turned out that uh, it actually updated um today the tracking info and it seems like it'll be here tomorrow so unfortunately i don't have that to show but my brief comments is that community Tadoke is so slow paced but anyway uh, I'm going to share this here. This is something Broko Taku had recently. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't share this link. It goes over the, the, the If you go to the uh, the document, it'll take you to it. Yeah. So currently unavailable. I was going to bring that up. This was a, a really ridiculously good price. It was like twenty nine dollars. Was it? Is it unavailable on? Uh, on um, yeah. Let's check that out. So. FDDNM had realized that it was even cheaper on Amazon Canada. Uh, yeah, pre-order still add to cart. Um, yeah, you can so still get it on Canada. It, yeah, but the difference here is actually just for this the This is record, Canadian dollars, so it's like even less yes, for a U.S. Hear me out. Hear me out. So important. It's not, it's not prime, though. So the shipping cost actually brings it over what we would have paid if it ever comes back and is available on that other um, Wait, what page. do you mean it's not prime? Okay, I tried to buy it here, and it wouldn't give me free shipping unless you go orders over Canadian $35. On the U.S. version, Prime is free no matter what. If it's uh, yeah, Prime, that's because you're in the U.S. If you're a U.S. Yes. buyer buying from Canada, you, go, you don't get free Prime shipping. Okay, that's what I'm suggesting here. If you're in Canada, yes, it's cheaper for you. But if you're in the U.S., it, if it comes back on, I mean, because it's currently unavailable, yes, I would suggest getting the Amazon Canada one, okay? But what I'm suggesting here is that, um, see, you can see that I purchased it, so it's in, like, I've ordered it, even though it says currently unavailable, right? So I'm suggesting that if it comes back, uh, it will be cheaper for you to get it with Prime here than it is for you to just go and get the Amazon Canada one. It's a couple dollars cheaper. I'm just, that's all I'm saying, all right? Now, also, Augie had had sh uh, shared this with me. This is the thing he was showing earlier, the Noir box yes. set. $3.65. Click right? that beautiful link right there. Which link? This one? Yeah. Yeah, you can get this, like, pretty cheap. Cheaply right now. But this is, uh, this is going to be a... What? Does that have a chipboard box? Yeah, yeah, it's the one that I showed earlier. So I'm, I'm gonna link it in the chat right here. Hey, Satan six 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 is here. Hey, Satan. So, uh, time to uh, time to show off those nips. Uh, FDDNM. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get banned. <laughs> anyway, You're not fat enough. Um. All right. So moving on from here. 
Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, if, if you Ooh. guys are interested in this, there's a, a Blu-ray set coming out that has, looks like it's got a kind of an interesting use of a uh, slipcover. Um, so anyway, there's that. And then that's exclusively the reason I've been holding off on actually watching it. Cause I'm like, they have Blu-ray for Korra. So they're inevitably yeah. going to do it for the original. So the so next thing, the next thing I'm going to, I'm going to show technically, we don't actually have to censor this, but I'm going to need to remember to go back and censor this be, just so that there's no reason for YouTube to, uh, to be able to, to hurt um, the channel. So you should, look... should I just skip over it? Augie? Oh, nah, show it. It's artistic, you know? Okay. So we've covered this before with other articles mentioning A Thousand One Nights and Cleopatra along with uh, Belladonna. This is part of the trilogy with Belladonna. However, the sad news is this is a UK release. Right. Oh, it's UK? Yeah. Yeah, so you, it's a UK release. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, so this is the thing that uh, Reese had me add. Um, this is just a, a. Here we go. Well, I'll I'll read it. I think it would be best if we just read it. This is regarding the the new thinner limited editions. So new limited editions bring you more bang for your buck. Testament of Sister New Devil and Surveying. We know a lot of you fans out there just don't. Don't just buy anime to rewatch the episodes, but to actually own a shelf-worthy piece of your favorite shows. That embodies our love for the series and satisfy pardon, that embodies your love for for the series and satisfies your inner collector. Over the last year, we've been reading slash listening to your comments on Funimation's limited edition releases in forums, social media, and at conventions. And based on your feedback, today we're excited to announce that we're rolling out a new style of limited editions to better meet your collecting needs. It's kind of funny because what they've decided to do does Is not seem to reflect literally anything that anybody has said that I've heard. What's? Let me ask you guys this. What is the one uh, complaint that you hear all the time? Speed Racer. No, no, other than that. What's the one complaint that you hear about uh, most often regarding the uh, uh, regarding the Funimation limited editions? I can't think mm. about it besides the thinny. The, really? Uh, I, I've, I've got one. I was you... going to, I was waiting. Well, I was, I was waiting because I know you guys are going to go like, oh yes, that's definitely it as soon as I mention it. But uh, I will. the thing that I always hear about is when they uh, add a additional thing that comes with it and they shrink wrap uh, yeah. it with, <laughs> with the box. So you have to cut open the shrink wrap to get that crap out of there before you can put it in your in your uh, bookcase. Listen, um, I, so, don't, I don't mind that as long as it's not mind if they have the crap like extra, but I do find it, yeah, it's dumb that they don't just include that in the box or whatever. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that Funimation just claimed that they've been listening to the to the feedback and stuff. No, and I'm it like seems the only one like that gave them feedback, which was the speed lip racer. Service. <laughs> yeah, well, all I'm saying is that that's lip service. And um, going forward, it's like they're doing this new thing. It's like, no, 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 that's cheaper for you. You're doing that for you, okay? You're not doing that for the collectors because we had no problem with the thickness of it. The only mm -hmm. issue that everybody had was that extra crap on the side that we had to cut open the shrink wrap to get out. I don't Am know I about extra extra stuff on the side, but taking this Noir packet, for example, sometimes they would have, for the limited editions, they would have a paper on the back. Mm -hmm. What I like about these is this piece of paper can fit inside one of these exactly. thin, yeah. thin stuff. Yeah, so, the back card. 
the back yeah, card so doesn't fit inside. So I have to for noir. Uh, no, noir it fits. I'm talking about other for other Funimation LEs. Sometimes the card. They have very fit. few of those. Very this, few. Of those. This this is the one I have problems with the uh, Escaflone certificate of participation for the for the Kickstarter stuff. What I can't fit this. It's the what for, for the Kickstarter of Escaflone. They gave us these participation certificates. Yeah, and yeah, I can't put I mean, this in the in the box. How can you have it framed them? It looks like what it's smaller it? than the box. First, first, yeah, it is smaller. That's what I'm saying. First of all, I won't frame it because it's scuffed up because they didn't ship it very well. I mean, these are probably the exact same things. So I could frame one of them, but I really don't care about it. I don't want to frame it. Um, it would fit. I haven't opened it, but I think it would fit if I were to open up this one. Yeah, I would just stick it in there. Weeks later, I, it's like, oh, you got a DVD standalone edition as well. I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? Yeah. Well, anyway. what do you do with any of them? You watch it. Yeah, but it's like two separate releases for one release, I guess you could say. But anyway, so gonna, yeah, the wording is so stupid. It's like, we're excited to announce this new style limited okay. edition to okay. meet your collecting it's, needs. It's lip service and it's spin. What they're doing is they're spinning their decision to try to be like, yeah, you asked for this, you know? Um, anyway, the short of it oh, Brad, is... You have to make a rant video exclusively on this, link it, and then make a huge controversy. Post it on Reddit, whatever. No, because I, I, I really don't care that they're going forward with the thinner LEs because my collection is at the point where the thinner something is usually the better, you know, because it's getting it's suffocating me. You know, the walls are closing in, kind of thing. Um, I but just uh, think I'm, I just think like I'm calling out the BS that they're saying we asked for this when I don't think anybody did. You I know? think, I th um, yeah, yeah, good. But um, what I was gonna say is that um. What I think they should do is if they're trying to cut down on the limited editions they have, like they're few and far between now. It's just don't just give us fewer limited editions. Get, don't don't make a, a half-assed limited edition. Just go all out on the ones that are important and don't make them for the ones that you're not going to go put your heart into. That's kind of yeah, what I think they should that's do. Something else that I've been saying um, more specifically regarding Sentai when I was talking about the bubble getting inflated is that they were starting to just throw LEs or premiums in their case at everything. And it seemed like a bad decision. Um, no, so anyway, not really. I think they just had a ton of shows that were worth it because when you look at Sentai's lineup, a lot of the shows I think are actually well worth the limit besides like some of the like, Oh, Tanaka Kun's list, always lists, lists and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm thinking of, uh, I'm, I'm, Mixing Not up the fact that there's actually a couple a for TV films title. That's okay, but he, that's what he's getting at. Um, that what I'm what I'm suggesting is that perhaps I actually got this confused. And what I'm actually meant is that I'm remembering that Sentai has had a couple titles that seem like they deserved a premium edition that they didn't initially get. Um, ah, like, yes. like for instance, Haikyuu comes to mind, but now they are making a premium edition mm -hmm. for that. Um, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it actually was Funimation. Maybe we're agreeing on that. That that's what I was thinking. Definitely of, they Funimation. Just, they they have a they're lot. Just out, they're just throwing use, out a bunch of them, and it's a cash. It, it it seems to be a cash grab in the sense that they know collectors are going to buy them. You know. Now that they're and doing again, fewer, they're actually like the shows they're releasing now. I think are more deserving. Right. You know. So so what's happening here is that uh, let's say the market is correcting itself. Um, so Funimation has 
made a bad decision and it's correcting back to sort of a more reasonable uh, range. So I'm going to, I'm going to finish reading this real quick. <clears throat> the short of it is look out for more art books and collector's items in upcoming limited editions uh, in a more shelf friendly size, including the books. Testament, <laughs> including the Testament of sister, new devil and Servamp available for pre-order now. Servamp is like $85 everywhere. That's like the lowest it's ever been. I don't get it. Well, like I said, there, there's their premium editions are, are expensive. You know, that's the thing about it. No, it's not. The long of it. Thin not, the long of it, in reading uh, a lot of your comments, we noticed a few recurring asks uh, on the configuration of our limited editions. We definitely noticed a demand for more content and artwork in each release. We also noticed many of you ask specifically for art books, and in fact, this was the most requested edition that we saw or heard. You're looking for a good value, and with a high-end limited edition, you want more for your dollar. You guys collect a lot of anime, and shelf space is a concern. Why include um, two disc cases in a set for single course show? Uh, Our new limited edition style makes uh, a couple changes to accommodate this feedback. Namely, one, all limited at least a 20-page art book, art materials uh, from our Japanese partners, this number may increase even more. The footprint of the limited edition box is changing. One... Are these... Is this supposed to say course? One core series. Like, anyway. anyway. Yeah, I guess, yeah. One core series will include uh, one disc case plus the art book stored in a slimmer collector's chipboard box. That's not a lie. Not only does it's it take up disc. less shelf it's space, right, but eliminating uh, the case also lets us bring you more content like the art book. Two course uh, series will still keep the same box width, although slightly wider to accommodate the art book to store part one and part two. Um, in addition to the art book, all new limited editions will still also include an additional exclusive item, things like art cards, fabric, posters, charms, stickers, etc. The first two titles of this change are the Testament of Sister New Devil and Sir Vamp. We'll be rolling out additional limited editions over time, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so anyway, I don't think anything interesting is actually here. So yeah, they didn't even mention the fact of what we had talked about regarding them bundling that stuff in the shrink wrap. Um, anyway, after that, Discotech sets up Marmalade Boy anime and more for April 24th release. I'm so glad that they did that because I didn't order any of the new release DVD collection. So I'm glad that I can just have that one nice small SD. Yeah, it's definitely nice. Um, it's kind of a, a mixed bag when it comes to being a collector regarding whether or not like because some shows let's, it's, it feels a little bit weird to take a show that's really long. And cram and it into it such in, a, a yeah, small, it almost, weird. it makes it feel like the show was a lot more insignificant, you know? Like, sometimes the bigger the box, the more significant the show seems. And especially for shows that are really long, like, for instance, the four-part box set, or even the DVD box set for the whole show of Fist of the North Star, it feels as big as that show is, versus yes. the, the standard F on Blu-ray. Anyway, so they've got uh, Baldios the movie. Uh, Ayakashi, the complete TV series. I like how all their artwork that they put for the covers look really modern, even if the show is kind of older. Because yeah. that looks so nice, the Akayashi one or whatever. But it's uh, 2007. Yeah. Um, 
same with Marmalade Boy. This is a very old show. Yeah, it, yeah. It, has, it receives a treatment where it seems like a much newer, yeah. Um, Fair than Partly Piggy. Uh, so this is part of Tokyo Pig, which is, um, I hope, because this show aired on Fox or whatever, I, I hope that they actually get the dub and release more of it, because it got one DVD release that I actually have, but I'm not going to bother finding. Actually, it's right yeah. there. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's actually um, it's actually quite a, a clever, fun show. I think it was from the creator of uh, Excel Saga, actually, um, Nabashin. So, oh, and Zach Bell. Uh, I think that's Zach just Bell. the DVD versions of the movies that they already pre-ordered for Blu-ray or whatever. For this one, okay. Well, I this is the only complaint I have so far. This looks like a this this does not read well. It looks like a scribble. <laughs> That looks awful. Um, right. The way the word the movie is written. Um, this one's better, but still, like it, it's they got to do something about. It. They need to add a stroke to the uh, to the text here to make it pop more. Um, and then Toriko, which is a friggin' amazing show. I wish they were uh, dubbing it with the same voice actors from the Funimation line uh, of the TV show that Funimation. I was so shocked about. to see that they got the Toriko movie discotheque. I was like, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm so happy about this. I, I hope it's only thirty minutes. Well, I hope that they get the One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. I don't know uh, how they're going to get that because they would have easily gotten it by now um, if it was attainable. But see, I think it's a licensing that's, that's issue because. That's the thing. However, luckily Funimation owns all three of those. Uh, exactly. Things. I was about to bring that up. I feel like Funimation got Toriko specifically so that they could get that because they have Dragon Ball, right? They own it, right? The thing is, how the Dragon they... Ball is their. Ooh. Dragon Ball is the beginning. Their yeah. So, so I figured, I figured that the reason Funimation got Toriko was so that because they already have One Piece, they already have Dragon Ball. By getting Toriko, it was opening the doors for them to get that movie. It's a, the Toriko One Piece Dragon Ball crossover. But I also don't want that ever to come over here because I have no idea how I'm going to put that in my collection. I know. I was going to say, how are they going to release it? Are they going to have like a standalone Dragon Ball X uh, Toriko X One Piece release? So I don't yeah. know. No, now I see what you've mentioned movie. before. You'll just buy it three times and put it with the three properties. Oh my god! Yep. You know it. That's how I'll, that's all. Yeah. I'll handle it. All right, I'm Anyways, ready for the so next. We're one. Gonna, Can we go back? We're so gonna move into quick... random merch, but I'd, I'd like oh. to. Uh, I'd like to check the chat real quick. True. I think Augie said he wanted to go back to one of the stories or something. Which one? The discotheque. <laughs> okay. What about it? Uh, okay, up at the top. That won't take long. All right, finally. I was wondering when they were going to release Ballos because everyone was requesting it for so long mm -hmm. since it was stuck in VHS land. And I'm glad he put in the is extra hours. Is that to Dallas? No. This is something Sounds totally like different. No, it's not even spelled similar. <laughs> Probably mispronounced it, but hopefully they can get the TV series with it. Okay, yeah. next. I believe I haven't looked it up, but I believe this is the last bit from uh, Without Wings, Soul Link. I believe this this ver version of Ayaki Kashi is a part of that. So 
If so, we have that whole series now released over here, hmm. which is part of a light novel series, I believe. I, I want to make note of yeah. his arm is so much longer. Okay, one, no, not only the fact that it's longer, but where the heck is the elbow on this thing? Right <laughs> looks like her the elbow is the female's no. head. Okay, it looks. I, I'm just saying, like this is. Pr if I had seen it without this character in here, maybe it would make sense. But it, it actually looks to me like like it's disjointed. Yeah, no, it looks like it looks like they cut the image and moved it over. But then again, it's like his hand is actually touching his arm. It just it looks weird. Uh, and the reason but I bring this up is because there was a character in uh, in um, Die Buster who had arms that looked like this when they first introduced him. He just had these really bizarrely long-looking arms in, in the shot where they introduced the character. Do you have anything see, else you want to say about The question is, the bigger question that art, art is, why is the giant robot monster wearing a scarf? He needs to keep warm. I'll have to watch it to find <laughs> out, but keep going. All right, so... Glad that's being delayed. Move it on. Uh, chat. I am glad that... I'm glad that the piggy... Tokyo Pig, I'm glad that that's coming over here. Maybe we can get more if it sells well. Keep going. Yeah, so going back to addressing this, um, and I, this is just, I'm I'm not inviting this to be a long discussion. I just want to say one thing. I'm interested to see if they do get the show, if they're going to pull Harvey Weinstein's name off the credits. Because he's what? in the opening. Uh, in, in the Tokyo Pig DVD that exists over here, there's one called, it's just like a couple random episodes from it. Um, for Tokyo Pig, uh, at the beginning of every episode, when they've got like um, like the 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 credits of whoever produced the American release, you know, that kind of shows up over the beginning opening. Stuff the show, it, it says produced by Harvey Weinstein. Um, yeah, so six I, allegations I, aside, I don't care if he's in it or not. Oh, I don't care. I, I think I think it's a bigger travesty that they're rem that they are pretending like he wasn't involved. You know, yeah, I think that that hurts. I think, right, I'm going to cut you guys off before we get into history, politics. Well, I'm just so, saying, I think that trying to, to rewrite history is worse than acknowledging it for the future that, yes, this because undoubtedly this is going to happen again. And people are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. It's like, well, well you can't believe it happened because we've the yeah, well, you can't believe it happened because we've, yeah. we've gone to the trouble of rewriting history by removing people's names. From, yeah, I know. From this is the anyway. same people that will protest Starbucks and still buy from Starbucks. Anyway, moving on. I, Josh Bell. Quick, I am I so, so excited to see at least the, these two movies of it being released finally so you can get it collected maybe they can snatch did you say that when they had these snatch movies mail. in the blu-ray collection announced you have to re-ask that like the, these are the standalone like dvd only versions of the yeah. blu-ray collection they had before i'm pretty sure so okay, that means i was just asking did you say that last time it was announced hey you didn't address the batman ninja pre-order Oh, I did. Yeah, I actually, I actually already pre-ordered that. But you're right. I didn't, I didn't bring up the fact that that's out there. Kind of hoping uh, Discotech will snatch Zatch Bell from uh, whoever's releasing Digimon. Um, Flatiron new video. Oh wait, or I thought hmm. Flatiron new video. Saban. Okay, okay scroll down. 
Uh, uh, Tori, I will watch it. All right, I'm done. Go. The quick comment I was going to say about Discotech is I think they want to, like, this is how they work. They get the movie of an established series or something, and if people love it enough, they will consider getting the TV because that's what they seem to be doing with Aishita no Joe. I mean, Tomorrow's Joe, Everyday mm-hmm. Joe, whatever it is, and like Urusei Yatsura. I don't know about Toriko. I don't think they could do that, but uh, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> and that, uh, I... the Baladidos whatever that we just saw, isn't that a movie of like a yeah. series as well? Like yeah. it corroborates with what. Uh, if yeah, I ever know. if I ever make my own uh, boxing anime, I'm gonna call it My Nichi Joe just for you. <laughs> my Nichi Joe. Every day Joe. I don't know why that's so funny, but um, yeah, comments, comments, comments. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking so, at the comments uh, right now. Watch Did anybody watch talk about peanuts. the? Okay. Did, yeah. <laughs> Did anybody uh, ask about the cell, the the number, the phone number? Should we? Oh yeah, has uh, I think we need to restate that because we didn't have that much traffic at the time. That's but true. Yeah. Basically, so just, what... I'm going to restate it real quick. Look, it's right here. Fans discover a case closed phone number, so we could call this number oh. on stream and get a recording from it if you guys are interested. But it's going to be in Japanese, and I just want to know if anybody cares enough that we should do it. No, no, no. I was talking about the phone number thing like oh, uh, viewers calling okay. us yeah so that's that's another thing we can do we we actually have the opportunity um there's a way for us to allow you guys to call into the show i don't know if it'll be easy to set up i just want to know if anybody's interested maybe not for tonight i mean sure if you guys want to do it tonight you can let us know um or for the future if we should start a segment where we actually have people call in because it looks like because youtube has updated the way that streaming works there's actually a little widget we can add that'll give us a phone number that you guys can call in and we can answer your calls on on stream so i, I think if so there's an individual in the chat who says they will 100 percent do it like right now or whatever then we should test it or try it something i don't know sure yeah, well, I'll, I'll get it set up while augie's talking about gunbuster well oh, no comments unless that was part of the comments uh, so two say pass one says or two say nay one says pass the one still says which pass. so regarding let's let's ask real quick just regarding the um case closed thing i mean I, I i could just call it right now if you guys want. i dropped my phone that's right <laughs> That was like a couple minutes ago. Um, yeah, I, can, I could call it right now if you guys want to. It's just that um, I, the reason I'm asking rather than just doing it is I'm calling Japan, you know, so I might have, it might cost me some cash to do it, which I'm happy to uh, do sure. if you guys care. You just, you got, uh, care just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Use the super Use chat money more. to fund the call. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call it right now. Speaking of which, we haven't had any super chats, audience. That's fine. That's fine. Can you read that number to me so I can? I'm gonna. Uh, you can see it, right? Zero one eight zero dash nine nine one four one three. Yep. Yeah, that's whatever. Okay. All right, guys. I'm gonna call it right now. I'm bleeding. Oh. Well. For emergencies, hang up and dial nine one one. Oh, directory assistance. Hang up and dial four one one. Oh, I think that's going to go. International call from the U.S. 
Hang no, up. Yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I can't call for a second because it, it's nine nine one. I thought, holy crap, is nine is nine one one in the call? Because I, um, I think that. Oh, yeah, I think that any number that has nine one one in it somewhere actually calls nine one one. I accidentally did that with a pay okay. phone one time. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, let's yeah. move on. Let's get the call. You can All play the DVDs with the USB oh. and VLC. Blah blah blah. What about what? I'm reading the comments still. Uh, excited for Joe. Okay. Seems pretty nice. So watch for some. I got you 100. Satan wants to be the line. Satan is on the yeah. line. We will uh, we will set that up once we get through the articles, which we're actually pretty close we'll, to. We'll see you soon, Satan. Nice you know what? Right you know there. what? We'll we'll let people call in. They can talk about the Ruroni Kenshin thing. <laughs> okay, so of all sleep, things, okay. With, with giant sexy daikon radish by your side. So, a daikon dakimakura. This is so funny. I love the pose. <laughs> This cracks me up. Uh, uh, it looks like 70, you can man- seventy-three dollars though. Looks you like you what? can maneuver the limbs. I want the three or um, what a seven meter long monster masume pillow instead. Yeah. Uh, and then I shared this. I don't know if you guys are interested, uh, but yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty I don't have cool. SNES, it, though. It, this is for the original Super NES, right? For, Probably. Yeah, it's, the SNES classic. No, it's classic. It's the classic. Is the is the classic a re the rebranded yeah, one? The new the, one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, uh, I, the I thought it was larger than the console. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a dead giveaway. You're right. So yeah, I thought this was pretty cool though. It's a it's a carrying case for it that you can put um, different like title card thingies here for the game that you know like you I identify with I guess like your favorite game. I thought that was pretty cool. So I'll go ahead and I'll put that I'll six. put that in the chat here if you guys want to put it uh, on our affiliate link that you can support the is, anime collection. It is an affiliate link. Just for the record, anytime I send you guys anything um First of all, as collectors, I recommend that you guys look around in case you can find a better price. I don't want you to feel like you have to pay more just because we're going to get a portion of the sale. Um, so always look for the best price you can get. But if you if you do end up buying something through a link that we provide for you, it actually does help fund the channel by like a like one percent of the of the sale. Amazon kicks it our way instead of instead of keeping hundred percent of it. Um, anyway, so Namco offers Cold Stone ice cream versions of Doraemon's favorite food. Augie, you want to take this away? You pretty much said it, so just scroll down. Right. <laughs> I like how Doraemon is like an anchor. <laughs> oh, yeah. He actually just... kind of looks like the um, Treasure Island cat. <laughs> the Puss in Boots uh, Treasure Island uh, toy cat. Oh, uh, anyway. all right. Yeah, well, I used to know his name. Putter Putter. Oh, yeah. Moving on. The giant Lapras Plus returns, but in a much bigger version. So apparently this oh is how God. big the original Lapras Plus was. And now it's huge. I this feel like that would be kind of cool, but it's just a gimmick. Yeah, okay. Well, here's here's what's funny about this. Um, if you have a large house and you and you're wealthy and you have kids, this would be a great thing to buy. You know, I'd love yeah. to have this. Uh, you know, 6.5 feet long, you know. Um, but uh, the thing is that if you're in Japan and you've got this ridiculously small space, you can't put this anywhere, you know? Like this becomes a burden quickly. 
Yeah. It doesn't become also, a burden. Be... It becomes a utility. You can ride it. That should just be a prize you win at like a freaking festival. You know what would be funny? Uh, you know, you know that thing that they do where they make like the, they take the Segway or whatever. That what are those? Not not a Segway. What's that thing called? That really annoying thing that people stand on and it, it like hoverboard. it's like a skateboard, but the uh, yeah hoverboard. the hoverboard thing. It wouldn't you know how they did that thing where like they they have the guy and he like he made that video where he's like he he's dressed up as Aladdin and he made it look like the flying carpet. Yeah, you know. And there's another one where a guy dressed up as Goku and he did it with the flying Nimbus. You know, that would be such a funny thing to, to do. Just like because you're saying it's a utility, you can ride it. They just ride this around <laughs> everywhere, just like sitting on a Lapras going through a convention. <laughs> anyway, um, you would be even more fun is Girls und Panzer, like a rideable a Mattel uh, tank. Yeah, because then you could go upstairs with it. <laughs> so now this one, this like blows my mind. Small go karts, but instead it's Girls and Panzer. With Shriner hats and mini tanks driving around. <laughs> so, this one blows my mind. Evangelion crossovers continue with stylish parcels. Bullshit. <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say that looks barely Evangelion <laughs> so, resembling. That's very confusing. Literally, all it is is this color and a little etching in the hand. Unit one, or yeah, yeah, unit one, uh, unit zero zero. It's just the color. It's like this is like the uh, what you know what they should call this is um, uh, in the closet otaku design. Like this is like a way to yeah. hide your 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 secret otaku life out in the open, hiding in plain sight. Otaku. That's like wearing an Urahara hat from Bleach, but it's like yeah, no one will directly know it's Bleach, but Bleach fans will know it's Bleach. Well, that's, Come on, that's for the otaku who wants to I, release their inner Mary Poppins. I Yar. think it's I think it's not even that far, uh, FD and M. Um, I think that it's not even that far. Like, okay, the, yeah, the you're right, you're right. The bleach thing is an intentional. Like I've I've talked about this on the podcast. How people like to have that esoteric thing that only people who know what it is will re get the reference, and it creates mm -hmm. this bond. This is not that thing. Yeah, this is just yeah. dumb. Like everybody who's walking around with this, nobody's going like, "Hey, cool! You got the Evangelion Unit One uh, umbrella." Everybody who walks around, he sees this, like, "Look at that guy's ugly ass umbrella." This is all right. All right. I think These we can fashionable. move on. I think we can move on. <laughs> no, we're not done yet. Look at how uh, bad these are. Look at this Ray one and this Oscar one. Like this is so fine. ridiculous. It's an umbrella. They cut out half the pattern. <laughs> I know. This is like, hey, what do we do? We have a couple of greens and, and blacks and oranges left over, but not enough to make a the to continue with our best sellers. Oh, just use more reds. You got way too many reds. You know. Anyway. Okay, let's move Continuing, on. Continuing, Japanese casual wear brand GU offers its first Evangelion collaboration items. Again, I just don't get it. Now these are a little bit better than what we've seen in the past because they actually have. You know, like it's okay. The nerve symbol is on a shirt. It's literally just a white shirt with the nerve symbol in the corner. But you know, they have they're at least a little bit more like these are the things where somebody will see it, they'll they'll see this and they'll they'll get the reference. You know what I mean? So that there's a degree. And I actually like this one. Um, I wish I could click on it. Uh this is uh I believe Asuka, sort of an Asuka themed dress, because she wears the the sundress. 
Um, so I think that's, I think these are better. Like I, I yeah. give them props for that one. Um, uh, oh dear. <laughs> Pop team Epic shirts. Let's just, let's just breeze through these real quick. Yeah. I kind of like this one with the bacon, bacon, bacon. <laughs> Body in the rain. I don't, I don't watch the show. I, I actually can't wait till it's over so that I stop seeing this news at week to week. <laughs> True. Yeah, there's about a billion different colors that you can get for the shirts too. Um, anyway, and then a uh, Japanese kids magazine uh, April issue comes with a Precure alarm clock. So I think that's kind of. I mean, it's got to be like a super cheap, like fall apart after you use it for a week kind of thing for it to come with the. Uh, I mean, if it's a if it's a send in ten dollars with the cross <laughs> face. Anyway, if it was a if it was a like you know sweepstakes kind of send in thing, I, I would get it. But I'm actually really surprised that they're they're saying that it just comes with it this next volume or whatever. So, um, anyway, moving on. <sighs> Sailor Moon makeup. So do we have a Sailor Moon love, item love, every single week? You know what, dude? 25th anniversary. They're just going to keep making. Oh, okay, that makes. I'd sense. like to see. I hope that this makeup actually makes your face that red. That would be hilarious. Uh, and then my favorite thing here. For the silver stackers out there, you can get Sailor Moon gold mints for the Cook Island uh, gold coins and the silver Cook Island coins. They are worth about $400 in gold. I didn't check the silver pricing. That's pretty now, cool. The problem is, is you're keeping it good. in case. Yeah. Oh. Well, this one is this one's great. Uh, give Hell Teacher New Bay a hand at Shonen Jump Theme Park. So... This is a show, I think this came out over here on VHS only. Is that correct, Augie? This show did not come out over here. Oh, it didn't? Okay. Nope. Well, I, I thought I remember seeing it. but uh, So I just think this is so funny that they decided to take this thing and turn it into, <laughs> it's like sausage links and rolled up like salami <laughs> with mustard on it. To <laughs> Add that to the Ron One Half Cafe. Yeah, I think it's really funny. They got these other ones yeah, too. Just a different shonen. Rom is shonen Sunday. This is shonen jump. Yeah. So and then there's some Yu Yu Hakusho stuff. Anyway, moving on, we've got the Love Live figure. So they they made this figure out of the uh, the uh, Blu-ray illustration. Um, we saw this last time, didn't we? Did we? We might, we no, might have. I don't, no, I don't I think we No, I would have commented about the beach yeah. portion on the footing. I could have sworn. Unless there was another Love Lab figure based off of Blu-ray There, there were, there were a couple another of Love figures. Lab figure, yeah. Yeah, so this one, the inside of the Katsugeki to Token Ranbu uh, collaboration hotel room. So again, would you... Let me ask you this. Would you rather have an actual bookcase with books in it? No. Why not just have a picture of a bookcase with a bunch of guys in front of it? Cutouts, no less. Yeah. I just... It blows my mind that anybody in Japan... Like, that this is actually a selling point for a hotel room. Like, you just know that the like the person who gets this is, the, is like... A, it's a businessman from America. And this is like the cheapest uh, hotel located near wherever he's flying for business. And he's sleeping in this bed going like, what the hell is up with this country? Oh, God. <laughs> oh come on. No, no, no. He gets a love hotel, hotel room and keeps wondering why, why everyone's banging so loud. 
And this one popped up. Or this is what I was trying to add to the uh, thing right when the podcast started. Right, the I guess right. There's yeah, the loop that looks so loop on the third E. No, no, it literally has absolutely nothing to do. This is what Japan does: is that Japan is so smart with how they market things. Is they make a product and then they license a character and they have somebody draw their product onto the character. That's all they do. <laughs> I love this. The same thing with brawls. They look more like suspenders with cups on oh instead of. <laughs> And they made they made a Fujiko mannequin head to put on uh, for the display. That's too funny. Oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, okay. So the next thing is interesting. This I saw this on Reddit the other day. Apparently, Violet Evergarden is being hand cells. animated on cells. Did you guys know this? I didn't know that. I mean, I no, I've but been... that's such a so much effort. <laughs> yeah. So so we I was bringing this up earlier. Regarding what they were doing with... Uh, and again, uh, Ghibli has been doing that since the Dark Ages and still sure. does it because they're stuck in sure. the Dark Ages. Okay, but what I'm saying is that I was describing how there was what I thought was ind indicative of cracks in the unsustainable animation schedule market in Japan regarding that other show that was being postponed for two weeks. So I find this very interesting that Violet Evergarden is doing so incredibly well also, that it's a um, KyoAni show, right? Which is interesting for them. Uh, it's just a very different take on what they normally do. Uh, and that it is actually using cells is very interesting to me. Because they have to they have to animate... They have to repaint this in every cell. You know? Um, assuming that there's a lot of movement happening. You know? And it's just it's a lot of work. So it's an awful lot of work. And I'm, I was just very surprised to learn. I think I know why they're doing this so they can make money off of each individual cell that they sell. Well, see, the, here's the thing about cells that's very interesting. They put Back them on the pallets and they sell them in bulk and then some guy hoards it or like distributes no, it or something. No, that's not, that's not at all the case. This is what's interesting. The reason that cells are so expensive for a lot of older shows is because n there's thousands and thousands and thousands of frames are recorded for each anime that's made it was animated on cells but not all of those cells are kept because celluloid, yeah, they burn the rest or no celluloid or is expensive yeah so they would scrape off the paint and they would reuse them oh yeah so that's the thing is that back in the day because celluloid was so expensive to produce there actually aren't a lot of cells from any given show out there that's why they sell for so much money because out of the thousands of cells that were produced only a few of them actually, you know, make it to the point where they can be collected. So right. anyway, that's why I'm proud of my uh, Captain Kuro cell back there. <laughs> Which one? Captain oh, Kuro from Ranma One Half. He just has this like weird pose, like questioning look. He's like, huh? <laughs> He's yeah, I've, seen, I've seen I've seen a lot of Lupin cells, but none of them are good poses or anything hero poses yeah they're all like a, an awkward side thing and it's like the reason that they're that they in between got rid of it is, well yeah it's, not uh -huh. only is it an in between but the reason that they got rid of it is because like you could tell how like now this one we can't reuse this cellular just you know i guess i've had right a bit of luck i've seen like some really good cells from like pokemon ray earth uh as among a dio I, I haven't heard of that one before i gotta yeah, watch it magic knight rare 
Yeah. So he, he's listing them. Yeah. Pokemon, oh, comma, Pokemon, rares. comma, rares. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, uh, there aren't a lot that I would actually care to get. And the ones that I would care to get would be Lupin ones, but I haven't ever seen one that looked nice enough that the price seemed worth it to me. That's, That's the point. Like, like the, the good ones are, like, the other ones... Yeah. yeah. Um, keep keep in mind the cells aren't really meant to be made to be sold again. They're meant to make yeah. a product. But because Kyo Annie is making this in the modern day and they know it's worth a lot, they well, better no, hold on to them and then scalp them. The difference them. here, the difference here is that in the modern day, and this is true for Studio Ghibli as well, celluloid isn't as expensive. Okay, yeah, it's a lot simple. easier to produce and it's not as it's not in as high of a demand anymore yeah. because there aren't a ton of animation studios that need millions of them at a time. Okay, so I don't mm. if these get sold, they're not going to be worth they're not going to be selling them for the same price as the other cells you see for shows that were animated in the 80s. All right, it's going to be different. So it's, it's just interesting. I, I want to see well, it's a win win because yeah, then I can buy a cheap ass sell. All right, moving on. Uh, somebody posted this in the Pokemon Go subreddit. They asked their parent to grab them some bootleg Pokemon Go <laughs> cards from the Philippines. And it's so funny because all it is is a screen cap from the game. And whoever took the screen cap is using a hack of the game where they have the directional thing where they don't actually have to walk around to get the Pokemon. They just use a joystick. And, and they, I just think this is so funny. They're trying to sell these, and like you can see that the 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 button down here to evolve them and stuff or whatever is uh, is cut off. And they like they even went to the trouble of doing like the shiny stuff. I think foil I looks pretty good for being bootleg, but <laughs> well, because oh, the, the foil is a process in printing, so it's not. This is just a uh, a layer, a foily layer applied on top of. Teach me how to do that so I can make foily art boxes. Well, it's it's the printing. You're gonna have to get it through your printer. It's not through. Uh, it's not something you can just print. It's it's a it's an effect added. It's sort of like printing has this thing called UV layers that can be added on where those are sort of shiny and the rest of it's matte. Um, you've probably yeah. seen that on, on certain Funimation released art, mm. book, art books and stuff. They, where they make the center something more shiny than the rest of it to add emphasis. One more thing. YouTube, but like two minutes ago, for some reason I was like frozen then booted off, then rebooted back onto the call again. I'm, I'm trying so hard to get through this call so that we don't have to make a part three. Uh, so somebody had mentioned to Discotech, they said, Discotech Media, I think I may have gotten a counterfeit item of yours off Amazon. was supposed to be a three Blu-ray set. What came was an empty single disc case, no Blu-ray at all. Paper card looks printed on an inkjet printer. Oh my God. You can see that it's been like printed in That's like... Fist of the North Star. Yeah, this is Fist of the North Star standard diff on Blu-ray. And uh, I, for some reason, when I read this, I, I could have sworn they had said eBay, but uh, they had actually, because I actually asked them, and they said it, it could it be was third party Amazon. Sold. Amazon. It says not a third party seller. Wait, what? Uh, now, what probably what probably happened, if they are in fact correct, because because sometimes Amazon does, handles fulfillment. Fulfillment, yes. But yeah, but they're not actually the the person selling it, right? Um, fulfillment so Express. It's, it's possible that this was a mistake on on this person's part. But uh, what's also possible is that somebody um, bought something from them and then sent back this to Amazon, claiming that that they had gotten a. Oh uh, my you know, god! A, you know, and then scam. Amazon resold this. Yeah, so it's possible that that's happened. Now, what Discotech said is 
this might be the laziest bootleg we've seen. We're sorry that happened to you. If you bought from a third-party seller and not Amazon directly, there's a risk that that could happen. Speak to Amazon about the seller. I'm sure they'll help you out. And then they're saying, this was shipped and sold by Amazon. I can DM you order details if it helps you out in any investigation. So um, I'm interested to see. <laughs> I, like, I like this person's username. <laughs> I'm interested to see where oh this goes. <laughs> I'm interested to see where this goes. I think this is a, an interesting... Um, the replacement for Amazon. I've done it the same thing. What? They said that uh, this this has gone further. They said that Amazon sent them a replacement. It's the exact same thing. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, this hurts. That's, oh my that's God. scary and weird. Oh my God, that's too funny. How come I seem to... Uh, it seems that Discotech is the only company I've heard of that's getting these like one-to-one -one, like bootlegs and stuff, or just no, bootlegs in general. Discotech is just the different. only one. Discotech is just the only one to actually um, acknowledge it and put out a press release oh, because okay. Discotech, Discotech at, at at the time when that happened was the only one the one-to-one -one bootleggers had hit that was still actually in business and selling the product, still producing the product, which at the time was Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah, anyway, let's, it might let's, be the uh, whole Region Zero thing that started it, but well, the the thing is that uh, the thing is that Discotech um, doesn't region lock or CSS protect their their DVDs. All right, now furthermore, with the hilarity, somebody at Funimation tweeted this out: "Enter a world of Celtic magic, slavery, and a blossoming love." Fantasy, shonen, anime, romance, magic, ancient magus bride, episode 18, new at 4 p.m. And then somebody noticed that they had screen capped it from Kiss Anime. <laughs> oh my so god. It has, it has the Kiss Anime watermark. And Funimation replies, Kiss Anime screenshots are okay, right? Hashtag lose your job in five words. Hashtag rip new intern. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably one of the best ways they could have responded to it. Yeah, and you know what's funny is because intern. Because uh, let's be real here, this might not even be a, an intern. Like, it's like, probably yeah, this, up. this might this might just be a, a a clever way to cover up their this horrible mistake. And you know what? Even if that's the case, they handled it so beautifully that I'm gonna let them get away with it. Yeah, but like the thing is that a lot of people are probably wondering is like how they decide to license these shows. Um, like they obviously, how do they know? Yeah, we should totally get this. Do they do the research themselves? Do they have some marketing Ooh, people in Japan who have read it or something? Let's save that topic for another time. I know, I know. Um, so next up, manga slash anime creator Leiji Matsumoto guest stars in the live action 99.9 show. So this is a great image of him. When I first saw it, I'm like, hey, it's Nabashin. And then I looked at the face, and I'm like, that's Leiji Matsumoto. <laughs> Um, so this is what the manga artist does when he gets out of his house. You know what's really funny is in Interstellar Four Five, there's a clip of Leiji Matsumoto that's in black and white, and it looks like it was recorded on one of those old cameras, uh, like from like the revolutionary times or whatever, where like you have to literally like hand crank it, oh, you man. know, and everything is a little bit too fast because they're not cranking it fast enough. Mm -hmm. um, so they're not getting enough frames to, to fit the second. And it just looks so ancient. And you're like, oh, 
by looking at this, it's like, yeah, Leiji Matsumoto must have died over like 120 years ago. It's like, nope, still alive, still looks exactly the same, you know. <laughs> but it, it looks so ancient, and it's like four by three, and it's like it's like 144p. It's so low resolution. Um, anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. So uh, Lishansky sent me this. Uh, Paris Saint German Soccer Club has the power of Goku on their side, and essentially what's happened is that they. Not only do they have like uh, this giant Goku um, motif Cut going out. on, yeah, but also apparently, as Lishansky put it, they've won six of their games and now they're going for the seventh. And the seventh Dragon Ball was kind of the uh, the idea behind Nothing. it. So that's kind of interesting. And again, this is just sort of a they, they kind of cool. put their, they put their um, their logo here in his uh, uh, you know the spot where he normally has the. Um, the Kame house or whatever, whoever his teacher is at the show, uh, Gi on, on the karate Gi or whatever. And last, but certainly least <laughs> Roroni Kenshin creator, Nobuhiro Watsuki find 200,000 yen for his possession of child porn. And, uh, that's about, that's under $2,000 for having DVDs of, um, uh, sexually explicit acts of children so i thought it was like way more serious a crime than two thousand dollars well yeah, like, that's, is he that's, doing Jared? i mean prison that's time what that's what i'm getting at is that this know, is like bravo that'll stop them you know you know uh goldman sachs has had a uh, they've had a moment in uh when congress was slamming them i think it was elizabeth warren was slamming them for these horrible things that they were doing and they're like it's fine they just like Oh no! Repeat everything you just said because no. you're cutting out. There was an incident uh, where I think it was in Congress. Elizabeth Warren was addressing um, the managing director of Goldman Sachs, and she was slamming them for this um, very immoral act uh, um, activity they were doing that was making them really wealthy and and hurting um, you know the constituents of the company or whatever. And uh, they, they, the guy just smirked and, and responded, then fine us, we can afford it. You know, and that's, that's essentially oh what I'm getting at here about the fines is that, uh, you know, $2,000 for possession of, of DVDs of kids being exploited in sexual activity. I mean, that's ridiculously low. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. not even, that's not even a slap on the wrist for the creator of a series so popular as Roroni Kenshin. Yeah, yeah. That's un. Believe, I I would expect Can maybe we move on, please. U.S. a million dollars minimum for for Just this. a question: of... Is he prisoning? No, no, no he prison time. Okay, that's all I need to know. Individual. Um, okay. on to next, which is probably the call. Well, I will address one thing here. Okay. Augie has made a point that he didn't harm an individual. It's like, sure, if you don't, if you didn't touch a kid, you mm -hmm. didn't directly harm them. But You're supporting the, the harmers. When it comes to when it comes to let's say Lollicon, in regards to, in regards to like let's say a animated manga. or or illustrated renditions of this sort of activity in, involving underage kids, there's literally zero uh, victim. There's no, there's no victim there. You know, and I will stand on that and say, like, look, you know, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to That's like it. The, the point is, the point is, there's no victim there. 
in this case, I will disagree and say that, that there is an, a, there are kids being exploited in regards to this DVD being manufactured. And I think that this and is a little bit more right. serious. Sure. Maybe he hasn't diddled some kids or, or done anything, but I'm just saying that there, this is indicative of the problem. the problem. Sure. Maybe, maybe the, um, the, the fine, first of all, the fine is way too low. Second of all, perhaps, uh, it maybe the, he shouldn't be held fully responsible. Like maybe, maybe the, um, the actual he, investigation should be redirected towards getting to whatever, who, wherever he got the DVD, um, mm -hmm. and be able to rescue the kids who were victimized. Certainly, you know, however, I, I will say that, that, but this situation Regardless of, ooh, he's did bad, he should be blah, blah, blah. He has a crutch now. He's going to have to live with that crutch. He might I be able to do what he used to do. Maybe not because of that title that he has now. He's going to be on a watch list or whatever now, right? Well, I hate to say it, but I don't think this is going to affect him in the least. I don't, I don't think it's going to actually hurt him in the long run. Um, but I will say um, something that's worth noting is that Japan has this really weird thing that they do that um, Samurai Jeff told me about when, when he visited Japan the last time. They actually set up, um, and the, the U.S. does this too, they actually, I don't, I'm not going to say that they create, but they obtain. Controversies. They, well, not that they create the, uh, the child pornography, but they obtain through one means or another this stuff, and they use it as entrapment for people. So Samurai Jeff was telling me that there are, at a certain time of night, all of a sudden, like, there's this weird energy change where all of a sudden uh, these back alley stores open up, and they've got, um, they sell child pornography there. They actually have like magazines and like CD image Im, image uh, CDs and DVDs and whatnot of this stuff, and it's it's an entrapment thing where when you go in that store, especially people visiting as foreigners and stuff, that they go in and they try to buy this stuff, and then they get arrested when they when they walk out. So it's kind uh, of like uh, it's kind of like Chris Hansen on on uh, Nightline, you know, or whatever. like why don't you take a seat over there, kind of thing. Like yeah, the, the <laughs> Once they leave the house, it's like, get them, you know, <laughs> kind of sort of thing. So, so um, perhaps what happened with the Ruberni Kenshin guy, I don't know. I haven't looked into the story enough, but I'm just suggesting that because they do have this entrapment uh, sort of system there. And again, the guy made the choice. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that the, re the reason they were able to get him uh, may have been because it was an entrapment um, system that was used to... Uh, like maybe that's how they found out. Maybe that's how they were able to track what was going on. And maybe the fine is low because it was an entrapment situation. Maybe there's a different scenario here. Let me let me just finish off by saying there's probably more to the picture that we aren't seeing. Is all I'm getting at. All right. So, uh, all right, call time. Yes. Uh, so, is there anything in the chat? Do we want to? Uh, oh, true. Yes, true. So, old man was saying, was it hentai or something else? If it was hentai. I don't That's think. That's actually a good question. That's actually to be a good live question. Live action. Well, actually, no. I mean, I assume it was live action. Okay, but because you would think that, well, they, they actually sell the hentai there. But the difference is that the hentai that they sell there, by law, is censored. They have the mosaicing. You know. So wait. So that's an interesting question. He bought uncensored hentai or something like that, well, and that's no, what they're I, doing. I 
I don't think that he did. I think it was live action. I don't think, I think, he think did it either. was exploitative, right? But I'm saying that that it's an interesting question because although in this case it probably is definitely not hentai, it was probably live action stuff. But if you think about it, if somebody were to buy hentai that was sold in the states that was uncensored and import it back into Japan, technically under their law, that's illegal. Or let's say. There may be a gray area there. I don't know because that's illegal, illegal to sell if it. It's a it different might, uh, region coding. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting is uh, is that it it may there may be a gray area there. I don't know the Japanese law. The Japanese law might actually only apply to distribution. It may not apply to imported goods. I have a little thing so, that might relate to that. It's like I'm thinking maybe it works like how uh, Galgun Two is banned in Germany before it's even released or something like that, but Germans are allowed to import it. So maybe Japanese are allowed to import the U.S. version or whatever, just not allowed to get it in Japan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? Bizarre that the the Japanese make this stuff, and the uncensored version exists, and it gets sold over here, but not over but there. It's, it's made in movie. there. Wouldn't it be illegal to make it? <laughs> okay, that's uh, enough. It's just bizarre. We don't need to. All right, I'm installing the Hangout extension for Uber Call or whatever it's called, so we can see if that happens. All right, where did it go? Trying to catch up on comments. There was an error loading the app. Okay, hang on. Thanks, Satan. Uh, wise I'm words. To, I'm gonna try to add it back in. Yeah, it's giving me an error. Just go technique that Devil Man dub. What do you mean? Was there a dub for the TV the, series, or do they the more OBAs. likely the more likely the movies that we watched. Yeah, the ones we watched for the okay, so podcast. Though. He's just suggesting they relicense the or OVAs. Let's see. So a good bit of Golden Boy sells spot bootleggers years ago. There are a handful of legit companies and everything. Where were you seeing this? Bah, he's at the bottom. Bottom. Uh, you know, it's funny. Lishansky says, "Discotech should hollow super special, special proof, proof of purchase card, card. <laughs> in their releases like Anaplex. You want? You know what? Anaplex doesn't have hollow to. proof cards, but yeah, I know what you mean. Proof of purchase. I don't want them to because that adds more to the process, which means I have to wait longer for the show to be released. It also makes it more like, oh crap! It didn't include the special hollow card in this one. I got to rebuy it." Like yeah. the the third party sellers. Yeah, hold on one second. I'm grabbing something to to illustrate a point. Keep reading the keep reading the chat. I've heard someone being arrested that for they should before, cut but that out of the source also. Was it in Japan? I don't remember what country. Old man, it's probably Utah. Yeah, no, actually, in in the U.S., there have been instances like that, and yeah, it probably was Utah. There yeah, was Utah, some... you can't own Elfin Lead for some reason. <laughs> wow. Then again, in uh, so uh, apparently, then again in Brazil, you're Brazil. It's illegal to have Puni Puni Puimi. I mean, I don't know anything about that show, but judging by the name and the artwork that I've seen for the cover of the DVD, doesn't sound that bad. Then again, China is like, oh, no Sailor Moon or Death Note or all these things. But uh, yeah, yeah, they have Thought Police. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? I think when like 
I've seen this thing before, like this guy, he sent a picture on this like anime social network, whatever thing. It's like a uh it's a map of the United States and it has like blue, green, and other colored like territories or whatever. And depending on the colors, depending on how lolly hentai is accepted or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like depending on the state. All right. Well, I I was looking over there, and I, I didn't realize that there was a top shelf I was completely not looking at. This is a one-to-one -one bootleg of Samurai Champloo. Samurai Champloo. The bootleggers are printing the Funimation mail-in. Yeah. Or okay, they so are grabbing them from real releases and throwing them in. No. Why, they wouldn't have enough to, to do that. Um, so regarding the enough. proof of purchase cards, those can all be faked. <laughs> So yeah, I don't, I don't, but they I don't can think do some fancy hollow mosaic or whatever. It, it, still, if you're going to bootleg something and you're willing to pay a little bit extra, you could just sell. You're just going to sell your final product for more. You're still going to be able to sell it for less and be able to undercut the actual company doing it. So, you know, counterfeiting measures are are uh, like pretty much everything that's in the dollar bill. Like there's there's like thousands of little minuscule things to make it harder to counterfeit. None of, none of that stuff actually stops you. Even the thing where you mark the dollar bill with that magical pen in order to see if that $100 bill is real or not, that can still be faked. It just makes it cost more for the counterfeiters to actually be able to fake it. That's all it is, you know? So it's just a measure to make it costly more. It, they're de-incentivizing counterfeiters by making it harder to counterfeit is all. Mm. Anyway, so uh, you guys want to talk about uh, Gunbuster? Yeah, let's talk about Gunbuster. So for Gun, for me, for Gunbuster, all I have is the movie version of the first one, and number two from Discotech. Complete series. Is that clear case? The way that Discotech strips it. Hold up. Yeah, yes. Gunbuster Two is a clear case. I was just wondering if they actually shipped it that way from Discotech instead of giving you a black case and you replaced it. So I'm no, gonna. This is, uh, as legit as you can get. I'm going to address real quick that I actually had the TV show one. Cancerously expensive one. Yeah, out of nowhere, this is over a thousand bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I I've watched I watched this first, then I watched this, which is the OVA version of uh, Die Buster. Then I watched this, um, which is the uh, the movie versions. All right. So mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a different experience watching it so what i'm gonna do um fdm you haven't seen it right no leave the call no i'm just kidding um so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let augie give his uh talk about gunbuster before i jump in because having seen the ova first i realized that the movie let, let me put it this way the movie is cuts out the fluff it's 40 40 percent of the movie is episodes one through four 60% of the movie is episodes five and six. And of that 60%, like literally, I think the entirety of episode six is in there. That's that's where it goes black and white. Yeah. That's all episode six. Okay. So um, episodes five and six are almost in there in their entirety. The first four episodes are just down into like a little chunk. So there's a lot of extra stuff you guys didn't see. And I'll address it when Augie's done uh, asking his questions or pointing out stuff, right? Yeah, I'm curious to hear about like the differences and if it matters and stuff. All right, so for Gunbuster, the movie, 
Um, the story is for a guy in axe. This I was expecting something silly, over the top, and a lot of explosions. I got one of those things. So for this, it's a ser it's a serious mecha slash sci-fi genre with school mixed into it. It's very reminiscent of the 1980s, 80s, and you have the main character, which is, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Takia Noriko. Boom. Only thing I have. I have that exact figure. Who is she from? From Gunbuster. Oh. You, you know what's funny though? I actually, I act, well, I've had that figure for a long time. I assume Augie has too. I think mine's in a different box though. Probably. I'm not sure because I, I wouldn't have kept that box because I know I took it out of the box because I used to have it displayed on top of my bookcases, um, but. Uh, it's now in in one of these boxes up here, and I think I actually have, um, I think I actually have the uh, the box for it still. So maybe I got the Japanese um, version of that one. I don't know. Maybe well, well, was, going back to the going back to the characters. So you have the main one, which I showed, which is her. She's the inexperienced, full of grit. Uh, Full of plenty of grit and not confident in her abilities character. You have another character who's always working, always trying to aim to the top. And just to clarify, that's Noriko. The character you're just holding, the figure, is uh -uh. the one who's yeah. unconfident and everything? Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, the other one's blue hair, and she Which we is... just call her Onesama. That's what they call Onesama. her. Onesama. Yeah. Exists. Onesama, and you have the teacher. It feels like there's like two or three more characters that are involved, but it felt like it was cut out. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's. I specifically, uh, I specifically talked about that on on Twitter about how I'm like I can't even believe how much of this has been cut out that the movie just it must have not made any sense to you. Yeah, it, it, so no, I'll, I'll the movie that. The movie made sense story wise no, about those like, characters. There's no, there's not that other character development or world world building. Okay. Uh, do you want me to do you want me to fill in the gap here a little bit so so yeah, that it makes sense? Gap. Okay. How come so there's, there's a less character in this. What? Well, yeah. How there's come... there's a lot more nudity in the uh, OVA version because um, there's like bath scenes and whatnot. So there's a character named Jung Freud. And I, I tweeted out, I'm like, I'm going to take a, a wild guess that her middle name is Nietzsche. <laughs> but she's she had red hair. At the very end of the movie, she's the one who, when they're going into uh, the, um, the black hole bomb, she's the one who tries to go down there. And they're like, don't worry, it's not a suicide mission. And, and her like machine starts like crushing in on the, uh, the gravitational force and everything. That was Jung Freud. She had red hair, but in that scene, it was in black and white. So you, you might not know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so she had a lot more development in the, uh, in the OVA version, 
Um, like there okay. was like a rivalry uh, between um, Noriko and One-sama and that yeah, character was, that was. Yeah, I was wondering. Like they had two, they only had one rivalry set up, but for it being a high school anime, you would think that there would be a lot more rivalries going on. Yeah. So, so Jung Freud had uh, a much bigger role. Now there was another character named Linda. Um, so this was the blonde haired girl that ended up taking Noriko's um, unit and, and going out to fight and then got killed. And that was when Noriko uh, ends up getting in the gunbuster and going out for that first time. Okay. Right. And then there's another character named Smith. Now the thing about Linda, that what you saw is what's in the other one. Okay. There's a little bit more in that fight, but Linda didn't have any development beyond that. Okay. There was another character named Smith that she ends up partnering with. That was a guy. And there's actually, there's actually an, an extra scene where there's like a, um, a truth or dare kind of, thing where the girls are bonding uh in one dorm and the guys are bonding in another dorm that but you don't actually see that um where they dare um like they have like a thing where they have all these um like they draw straws basically but it's like a japanese way of doing it and she draws a short straw um and noriko is sent to she has to walk the halls after hours when they're not allowed to be there, kind of like, you know, the stuff they would have them do like schools and whatnot, except that it's on like the ship and she has to take a bandana and tie it onto something to show that she actually did it. So in the morning when they go and see it, they can see that she actually did what they dared her to do kind of thing. Um, And when she's going out there, she runs into Smith and Smith was, had the exact same assignment, but the guys sent him to do it. Right. So that's actually where they meet. And then there's a little bit of, uh, um, of sort of, interaction there and he actually takes her bandana for her and walk and climbs the ladder to the part where he has to tie and he does it for her so there's actually a little bit more um character development in regards to how she feels about smith when he dies that isn't shown although what they did cut i thought that they actually handled it really well for cutting it down like i said the first the first four episodes are cut down really condensed nicely and a lot of the stuff that they cut was actually better Okay, of course, is, uh, as I mentioned, is that Jung Freud, the Jung Freud's character gets completely like just cut out, and they they keep cutting to her for reaction shots, and you're like, it feels who the like hell this, is this? yeah, it feels like I'm supposed to care about this character, but I don't, you know, because yeah. I haven't been given a reason to, you know, and so that was that was something that I noticed while I was watching it. So before I continue on, before I continue on deeper into the movie. Wasn't it strange, like the first five minutes, or at least for me, seeing the McDougal brothers ship from yeah. Outlaw Star? Like, I can see from Gunbuster, I can see like a whole lot of Outlaw Star inspirations for mech designs. Then for the enemy side, if you ever seen the irresponsible Captain Tyler, mm-hmm. you can see the oh, enemy Relgon ships or actually, similar there's designs. There's something else. There's something else that's cut uh, that you would probably have liked. So, um, in Noriko's room, in a in a deleted scene that's you know that's cut from the from the OVAs when it was turned into the movie, you not only see Van Halen <laughs> posters, but there's also a poster for My Neighbor Totoro and Nausicaa the Valley of the Wind. Oh, and, wow. and in the in the OVA, Noriko is a bit of an otaku um, for old anime from the 20th century. And there's a there's a special um, science lesson omake theater. Um, that actually has 
references to Sailor Moon and stuff. They actually have a part where they're going through the uh, the soul system, as they called it, um, which is the solar system, and they're talking about um, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, and she's like cosplaying as the, the Sailor Moon characters while they're going through it, and then they get to oh, Jupiter, man. Jupiter 2, and all these other planets that were found in the storyline after the... Um, the, the 20th century. So yeah, there was an interesting thing that they did there that I think you would have really liked it. Unfortunately, I don't think you got well, to see. Well, there was one poster that they censored, but it was a, a creamy mommy poster. Oh, really? They had one. Better. I remember one that just said television. <laughs> oh, there's another poster actually for um, space battleship Yamato that you, it doesn't show the whole thing, but you can tell that the ship is the Yamato. Uh, oh yeah. So, that was another thing that showed. All right, so check marked for the mech designs. Yeah. Gunbuster itself. I'm not sure if it was just a different Eilon design crossed with giant Robo, or somehow they know in the future that Master Gundam was a design, and they combined that with giant Robo. Well, it. <sighs> It's weird. So I I had been talking on Twitter with um, somebody, and they had addressed the fact that when they watch it, they're they're looking at the animation as oh, so this is what went on to become Evangelion, right? Because that's technically true. But I didn't feel like I was seeing a lot of Evangelion uh-huh. in it. What I did feel like I was seeing was Gurren Logan. In terms of in terms of the the Gynax pose, you know, yeah, with the oh yeah, that's true. And the and the the like, actually, I'll just show you. I noticed that about like all of the artists, like they had the arms crossed. Yeah, I haven't seen. They that. were really pushing yeah. that. This right here, the the this pose. Yeah. You know, um. So anyway, uh, so that was interesting, um, and uh, in the oh. OV, go ahead. For the first part, with it being in the 80s, I do appreciate the animation because mm-hmm. they had to painstakingly do everything by hand so you can see all the different articulation and yes. technical skill behind it, especially yes. in the last second to last scene with all the explosions. But one thing that kind of weirded me out, maybe you can fill me in on this, from what I guess would be episode one-ish, you see everyone in giant robots and somehow in the middle, everyone except for Gunbuster itself, everyone's in a ship. Then towards the black and white end, which is a nice contrast. It's as if it's so far in the future. We can't really comprehend the color. Yeah. I thought that was funny that it goes 15 years in the future. And it's like, yep. 15 years in the future. Yep. Black and white. That's appropriate. Because it's like maybe 15 years in the past, you do the black and white filter. I don't know why they made that whole last episode black and white. Hey, it, hey, it's rememberable. So, so just just so you know, the first episode ends at the um. So in in the movie, it's only like five minutes, if that, of the first episode. And there's actually something I specifically tweeted about that was completely done the other way in the movie version. So in the first episode is the is where she's on Earth and she's training in the in the school campus and they have the people outside doing push-ups in the robots right yep. and jump rope and everything that's all episode one okay um and at the end of that she uses a lightning shining kick i don't remember if that got into the movie all of a sudden noriko just uh by the end of that 
portion of it, she proves herself on Earth using this this special attack called the lightning shining kick or something, and and she like spins around and like com- de- just de- demolishes her opponent uh, in the robots, and then it's like oh wow look it, it looks like she's uh, she's finally you know proven herself and we get to move on with the story, and then she's completely useless for the next three episodes. Until she finally gets in the gunbuster, right? Um, so here's the thing, though. Uh, a couple things. Um, just to establish, going back to a couple things you said, I will say this. I'm not a fan of sci-fi. There are very few mech shows that I actually really like. Um, and the thing is that Gundam usually handles mechs really well. And the reason why, um, and this is true with any story, is that Story is not about plot. Story is about the characters. So mm-hmm. here's your plot, but what makes the plot interesting are the characters and how they interact with each other in the plot. So right, what, the performance. what Gundam does really well is that, yes, there's giant mecha robot battles, but the characters drive the story. Usually. So um, there's a couple of mech shows that I like, like G Gundam is one of my favorites because of how silly and ridiculous it is. And it's the characters and the over the top nature that makes that great. This, I didn't really enjoy this as much as I think a lot of other people did. But what I did really enjoy was the effort that went into the artwork, as you were saying, because it was hand animated um, for almost all of it. And it was, it was, you could tell that a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into it. And I thought that they handled it well. Okay. Now the pacing in the, in the OVA was awful for the first four episodes. Like I said, it drags on forever and it just, it's so frustrating because she's totally useless for the whole time in the, in the movie version, they skip over that by just crushing those first four episodes into a very short amount of time. And it handled it much better. However, I got really excited. I think in episode three or maybe episode two, when they go through the warp, because one of the, the thing, this is the major difference between Gunbuster and Diebuster that I thought Diebuster totally missed the point and didn't handle well, is that Gunbuster has this time element to it where when they go through the warp, they they exist in a different time system than people on Earth. So when they're in in this time warp for one minute, like six months is passing on Earth, so to speak, or three months or whatever the time frame was, right? Um and that made it very interesting. And I was actually a little bit bored in the OVA version because the first episode is just, it's kind of lame. Uh, second episode is just, it's like, I just didn't feel like anything interesting was happening it, until the point when uh, she ends up seeing her father's ship during the war. That, my, I was like, holy crap, well, this is like getting really interesting because, um, and I'll just address something real quick. In the OVA version, the way that they establish the backstory of her father was handled differently in than in the movie version. So in the movie version, the show starts showing a clip of him saving the coach character um, from the wreckage. And he basically like, there's only, only one of us can escape. I want it to be you. He gets out of there and is able to live. And supposedly the, Noriko's father dies and you see him looking at the, the the recorded picture of Noriko saying come back for my birthday can't wait to see you and he like I'm sorry and then it's like implied that he that he's dead right um, that's how they handled it in the movie 
in the OVA, they handled it differently. And I actually specifically tweeted this out that I thought it was a brilliant choice where instead of showing a flashback, which that they actually took that shot from a different part. Um, it, that's, that part is actually, is actually from a later part in the OVA where they, they reveal that information later about a uh, coach being um, on that ship that went down that Noriko's father was the admiral of or whatever. What they did instead is they show they have Noriko voiced from uh, her younger self, like when she's like six years old or something, and she um, and she says and she's talking about her dad, and they're they're giving the audience that information through her school report. And what that does is it not only is a creative way to give us the information, but it also conveys how much she loves and respects and honors and looks up to her father. And I thought that was a brilliant way to handle it. Um, that I understand why they didn't do that for the movie. It's just funny that I specifically said it's better than what they could have done, which is just a flashback sequence, so to speak. And that's exactly what they did for the movie version. Um, so that was an interesting thing. But here's the thing about the, the t when, when they have that time warp, when all of a sudden they go through this time warp and they, she realizes, holy crap, this is my father's ship. And she jumps off her, her thing and it's like explodes and everything she gets on the ship i was like glued to the tv like holy crap this is a crazy development in the story i thought for sure she was going to get to the cockpit and save her dad and her dad wouldn't have aged more than uh, a day or two from when that had happened because the time had passed on earth at a different rate and i thought that was going to be a really interesting dynamic and i was so disappointed that that's not what happened what because i thought that could have excellion no 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 the name of the rocket Lushion? that they rode i don't know it was it was funny what what they named it, but anyway. But but do you do you not do you not agree? I I feel like it probably didn't know. come across a, as impactful. One of, the, one of the stronger points of why your uh, one of the stronger points of Gumbuster is the scientific, typically accurate stuff, accurate mm -hmm. accuracy. Uh, maybe not the whole drill kill drill kick killing across the universe, <laughs> but yeah. or the or the huge bomb that's bigger than the earth. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, um, but do you, do you understand what I like? I feel like in the movie version, it didn't build up enough for it to be as impactful, but I just feel like the story would have really taken a very interesting turn. If all of a sudden she had been able to save her dad. And then instead she gets to the cockpit and it's gone. Like the cockpit just, it was obliterated at some point, you know, yeah, and I thought that was, that could have been the same a, time. It was the eighties. <laughs> I'm just saying it could have been a very interesting way to take the story. And I would have, I was glued to the TV for that, for that like two minute sequence where she's trying to get to her dad. And I was like, Holy crap, I can't wait to see how, how they take this and where the story's going to go. And then it was uh, the, the whole thing about it for the OVA version was intended to mess with your expectations. And they did there and they kept doing it over and over again with how the show kept progressing until she finally gets in the gunbuster. So anyway, <sighs> all right. So, Gumbuster, that was Anno's first directorial debut. Mm -hmm. We move on to uh, Gumbuster 2. Well, um, if you don't have anything else to say, I, I do want to address um, Go for it. the ending. So, what happens, what's interesting about the ending is that um, there's a point in which Onesama and Noriko need to create a black hole, so to speak, by in order to save the Earth. And they do this, and then a bunch of time passes on Earth. So Noriko and 
Onesama stay young, and then everybody on Earth ages like 15 years, right? And there was another character, actually, Kimiko, you barely saw in the OV, in the movie version. There was in the first episode only, really, but she was Noriko's best friend when they were on Earth before Noriko got pulled up into the, the program okay. on the spaceship. And that's that's the girl who then they find out, oh, she's she has a daughter now, and she meets Noriko, and then 15 years go by, the daughter is 18, and and, and Kimiko, or whatever her name is, is like, please, I, I you probably won't be able to see me again in my lifetime, but try to come back and see my daughter again, you know? Um, and then what ends up happening is they end up having the exact same plot regarding the black hole happens again um, for the final episode, and then in doing that one, six, uh, no, I think it, I think it was 16,000 years in the OVA, yeah. but then when I watched the movie, it was 12,000. So in the, in the movie version, I guess 12,000 years had passed before they finally got back to earth. Um, and, uh, when they do get back to earth, all the lights on earth are out. Like they're, they're, they're bait and switching them coming back in. Uh, and then all of a sudden they start lighting up and it spells out Okairi which is uh, welcome home uh in japanese so that was it was an interesting way they handled it and again well, i don't know why that entire episode was not like 12,000 whatever thousand years like are the humans on this planet like able to live thousands of years or no, something no. they or did, are like... able to like they're able to calculate they knew when it happened that that they, they wouldn't be able to get back because the thing is again when they're in this warp the time frame that they're existing in, like a second passes here in like seven days is passing on up, right? So mm -hmm. they knew that by the time they got back, it would be this long. So they were able to set things up. And it's like, because Noriko and um, Onesama had saved the existence of the human race, they had like, they were able to project when they would come back the exact moment. And then going forward, they upheld the, the tradition of, of respecting the fact that the human race only exists because Noriko had made this sacrifice of, of no longer being able to exist in the same timeline as every person she'd ever known. So the, so the people of earth had continued to uphold the fact that this was a very important, significant date coming, coming ahead in 12 or 16,000 years. And they were able to like, so they planned it. So it wasn't any of the same people they knew, but they had planned a welcome for them. Um, knowing they would come back at that time. Yeah. Cause I was about to say, <laughs> let me guess the guy, the ending is a Gynax ending. Yeah. Which Basically means sucks. Though this one sounds like it's at least like, actually no, it's that is a Gynax ending. It's bittersweet, but it's better than most other Gynax endings. Yeah, they return as heroes. So. Yeah, but it's funny though. It, they return as heroes, but nobody there knows who they are. Exactly. You know, nobody have ever no, met them before. At the same and, time, there's a body there. Yeah, but see, the the problem is that. They have no sense of home or anything when they get well, back. Yeah, it's just and, like... and think about this. Think about this. Imagine that you time skipped from 20 years ago to now. The world has changed just in that amount of time right. so much that it's almost unrecognizable in terms of the technology we have. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, like it's funny uh, if you look back. Like I was, if you look back at, for instance, when when the Office. Uh, I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but when the Office first came out, it's like you know four by three, terrible cameras. You know, even the news back then, it's like the camera quality was so bad compared to what we have now that when you see reports of like 9/11 or something, like 
the the quality is garbage compared to what you're used to seeing now and you it retroact like in 2020 hindsight uh it's like you can't you almost forget that it was that bad because we've had what felt like sort of a slow progression but in that time it's so much better and we're at the point where you know that was it ohm's law where technology every year doubles its capability is that, no, is that what it's no, called? that's not ohm's law which that's one is, i always law. get that wrong I always get that wrong which one is it you know what i'm talking about no you're talking about right you're talking about our recent uh technology evolution that we're going okay, through what is the law called? Faces I always, law. I always screw it up it's not ohm's law it's the other one um I don't think it's really it matters what the name is. Okay. Well, Augie, Augie knew it wasn't Ohm's Law, but he doesn't know the it's actual name. But anyway, what I'm getting at, though, is that we have this – we've gotten to a point in human evolution where every year we're doubling the previous year's worth of progress in technology at least, right? And that is – a com that combination over time, it's it's building at an exponential level. Yeah, so, so 16,000. Right. Them coming back, Earth, they're not going to be able to function in that society. They might as well be cavemen waking up in, in modern day at that point. I'm, I'm just saying sleep. So they don't they mm. don't actually show them get back to Earth, but I'm just suggesting that the bittersweet ending is more bitter than than you're sort of led to believe as, as the credits roll. Yeah. Mm. Well, for me, for the ending, I understand your point, but at the same time, if they didn't do that, there wouldn't be an Earth to go to. They would they would be better off dead at that point. We'll kill them. Old Man says it's Moore's Law is the observation that the number of transitions Moore's in a dense law. integrated circuit doubles approximately every two years. Yeah, I, I called go. it Ohm's Law. I, I always screw that up. Anyway, yeah, Moore's Law. Law is when you try and figure out current electricity and resistance in a circuit. Months. Sorry, Augie, what? Ohm's law is when you're trying to figure out voltage, current, and resistance in a yeah. circuit. Right. You can also um, do okay. So, so anyway, well. to, to, to distill this whole topic down to a, a observable idea is that episode of Cowboy Bebop where um, Faye has her sort of backstory revealed where she wakes up um, with all those medical bills and whatnot, which oh, kind of yeah. explains why she's... Oh, you know, like she, it's like that that's a minor version of what they're going to experience I mean, it's going to be unlivable um they do just every i mean it's going to be interesting your it's going to be your mind's going to get blown for like three years every single day you just step outside you first of all you're probably going to die you know because you just don't know that there are oh it's like you step out on the street flying car hits you you know <laughs> you're dead kind of thing um so who knows but i'm just saying it's uh, the point's been made. Let's move on. Diebuster yeah. time. So, Augie, Dumbuster you saw the too. OVA version of Diebuster, yeah? Yes. Okay. I saw the movie version. I just want to state real quick. Um, in the uh, in the um, the OVA version, the first episode starts with her at that diner, working at that diner. And it's like, oh, no, I split the plate. It's like, first of all, her that weird thing about her being able to split things, that doesn't ever come up again. They set that up so hard in the first episode, and the only other time it happens is when the planet splits. But that's kind of a different thing, right? I make a no, brief second time. That's when that uh, asteroid egg splits later on. 
Right, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's not it's not the same thing because that was a laser cutting it in half. But but the thing is that in the movie version, the the splitting thing because what happens is they put the seal on her head and then the seal splits and they mm-hmm. the editing of that first episode is so choppy in the movie version. I <laughs> Danny was telling me because uh, he watched the Gunbuster versus Diebuster the Gatai movie, right, which is right. what I'd watched. Uh, and he's like, could you make heads or tails of that? Because I had no idea what was going on. And and this is what I'm saying is like, if you watch the movie version, it, they cut out they cut out stuff. And it's like, it's not important stuff. But again, like you had kind of tweeted about this, that the Gunbuster had 80s anime pacing. Diebuster had 2007 anime's pacing, right? And right. so because there was more pacing, like more happening in the 2007 one, the editing down, they weren't able to cut out as much because there was just, there was, I mean, they did cut out as much, but because they did, it didn't flow as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main thing I want to bring up there. So go ahead and- I uh, want to make a brief point. Well, not really a point, but in the- the trinity of uh, key anime, like uh, Air Cannon and Clonod or whatever. What? In what? I don't know. That was referred to as a trinity for a while. That's for yeah. So so in Air, the main girl said "gow" like a monster noise or whatever. In freaking Cannon, the girl said "ugu," and then in uh, Clanid. In the first episode, they established the main girl as like, oh, when she gets nervous, she mentions like her favorite food or something. But that's literally the only time that it ever happens. And that just I was just reminded of that because of the split in half thing never comes up again. What did what did Gao and Ugu have to do with anything? <laughs> just out of curiosity. It's it's like a little quirk that they have throughout the entire show, and they actually do in those two shows. In okay. Clanid, I was thinking, oh, they're just like recycling the same formula thing, but it's like, oh no, they just kind of abandoned that, which yeah, I'm almost just, glad they did. It's bizarre. It's bizarre when uh, there's a there's a saying in film school that if the gun if there's a gun hanging over the fireplace in Act One, it needs to be fired by Act Three. Right. Basically, that yeah. nothing, nothing in a, in a, when you're making a movie, it's different for a TV show, but when you're making a movie, the idea is that if something is there, if, especially if the camera it shows it, it needs to have a purpose. For instance, um, there's a shot in, uh, in Gunbuster when, uh, Noriko goes to the school and it's raining and she puts the umbrella into the thing. And it's a little bit more subtle than if it had been done in a live action one. They probably would have specifically shown you the water dripping and hitting the puddle and they would have really gone close up to make sure you knew it was there. But there's another umbrella there, which they do show. I'm not saying they didn't show, but I'm just saying it would be more so. And that other umbrella is already, there's already a bunch of water puddling on the ground. And that's implying that the girl that we're about to see has already been at the school longer than Noriko just showing up there. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of, of putting things there intentionally. So what you're describing would be the equivalent of specifically showing, Hey, there, this is important. And then, Oh no, it's actually not important. You know, <laughs> like this has nothing like the scene was cut. Don't worry about it. Don't exactly. just ignore it. You know, that's, that's basically what you're suggesting. My take on the whole uh, splitting things is to reveal that the character is young, naive and klutz. And then she, case. what's weird is she turns out to be a cyborg or a robot and an android. Jeez, oh, thank, thank you. Spoilers there. I was gonna That's say literally that. episode two. Okay, fine. You win. Yeah. And and it's bizarre because you don't really want to believe it. Like it's just it's just weird. Like why? Why is that why important? Make, 
Well, why? Yeah, why make a character? Okay, why make a robot that's clumsy? Did they put her being important as a cyborg in Acts Three? Not really. No, not really. It's just it's just bizarre. It's just like a weird detail, you know. Oh, Act and the thing three, is, that, we get introduced to Tycho science. Yeah, the weird thing about it is that the characters are the pilot characters. Okay, so. <laughs> Well, would you say that this takes place that this takes place at least twelve thousand years after the Gunbuster ending? Uh, oh my God! It has to. Me it, have yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it has to well, because the way that, to, it can't possibly take, take place before Noriko gets back. Give it a twenty-year tolerance. That, well, yeah, it probably it takes place after it has because she she refers to Noriko as No No Riri. And then in one episode of the OVA, she goes, no, no, Riri, co, right? Because the main, the robot character's name is Nono, and she like says yeah. everything in that weird way. So she's obviously referring to Noriko. So Noriko must have come back and must have aged to the point where she's gone, theoretically, and that Nono is looking up to Noriko, right? So what I'm getting at is that things have changed evolutionarily, as I said that they would after 12 or 16,000 or whatever many years canonically it is. To the point where the Gunbusters are now JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style stands. That the 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 characters there are these things called topless, which is a bizarre name for these things. They have these uh, on their forehead, sort of theoretically protecting uh, or sealing, let's say, their third eye, their pituitary gland. They have this. Uh, this sticker that seals away their power and they just pull off the sticker and then behind her out from the ground, this like ghost mech figure pops up and starts attacking and stuff. So it's very much like Jojo style stands. And the and it's very, the, it's a very different way, change. Yeah. If they're summoned that way, the mech has no size or scale at that point. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird how they handled it. You say it's weird. I say that is awesome. <laughs> it was cool. So, I'll I'll save my my comments. I had a I had a uh, I had a comment about it, but I'll save it for for when we're at, towards the end of this. So I go ahead another, and uh, good. I have another quick uh, unrelated point. Um, so. I said the 12,000 years thing reminds me of Aquarion, and looking at the synopsis on Mal, it's exactly 12,000 years that <laughs> the <laughs> events take place. And the thing is, the sequel takes place 12,000 years after this one. <laughs> anyway, that's all I had to say. Well, it's, an, it's an inspirational show. Uh, so for Gunbuster, so you pretty much covered episode one, one and two-ish. Um, uh, so you have no no, then you have Lock. 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 Then you have her brother. Here, let's give uh, people a visual reference if we can. That's no no. That's Lock, aka uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise haircut girl. Uh, oh. And. Yeah, the corner's is, her brother. Is this the brother? No, that's the brother's friend. Down, down here is the yeah, brother. Yeah, that's the Watch this. This is yeah. I, I I'll be honest with Gunbuster too. Um, it wasn't I watched as memorable. Well, it's not that not only that it wasn't as memorable, but like I, I had a hard time staying awake while I was watching. I didn't actually fall asleep, <laughs> but I had a I had a couple moments where 
where I'm just like, oh my freaking god, this is dumb compared to the original oh, one. Again, I'm not I'm not into mech shows, and once they were going CG with it, it was the artwork wasn't as impressive, so it wasn't captivating me as much, and uh, I was just bored. You know, I was bored through a lot of it. Um, oh, the movie the version, time, I made sure to actually read all the subtitles. It. Yeah, I did. I did marathon through it. The movie version, I, I made sure to read all the subtitles just to make sure that I had as close to an understanding as I could. But I didn't really pick up on the on the brother thing. I just remember every time I saw this guy, this is the guy who had the super long arms in that first shot. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Ayakashi. And then well, this his... is... Uh, hold on. This is... Um, Taiko Cho. Science. Taiko? Yeah, they, they had a weird thing about it. And... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's other characters on here, but they're not important to the to what we're gonna say. Well, the the guy that you thought was her brother, that was the ex pilot for Locke's uh, gunbuster, which I don't know how to pronounce French. So I do. Yeah. No. You know, let me read the. Uh, I'm gonna read you my my tweet uh, about this was my my overall. Well, you know, I'll just I'll just bring up the Twitter moment and I'll, I'll let you guys know what my thing was about this because it's. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting watch for me. Um, so here's, assuming they're going to be somewhat in order. I said, well, let me let me double check to make sure I didn't skip anything regarding the uh, the previous one. Oh yeah, <laughs> hold this on. There point. was one thing. There was one thing that they cut uh, from the uh, from Gunbuster in the movie version. So in when they first go into space, the very first thing that they basically noticed is you know the the robots that are like the smaller version of Gunbuster. They, they see one that's painted red and it has a hammer and sickle on it. And oh. Noriko goes, a Soviet, right? And that's actually Jung, uh, Jung Freud's um, unit. And I, I said, um, I'm usually pretty good at suspending my disbelief, but I really can't get on board with the idea that Soviet Russia could have possibly lasted long enough to get robots into space by the time Gunbuster takes place. Because statistically speaking, there would be no, none of them would be left alive under communism. Uh, and in fact, in the movie version, I think that they changed the hammer and sickle to a star. That's kind of funny. <laughs> so I don't know if they changed it or if that was just they used both in that because the hammer and sickle was on a part that wasn't seen in the part where they did show the star. Um, anyway, so there was that. And then there was oh, I also mentioned I thought Noriko was autistic. I said I'm pretty sure Noriko is on the spectrum. If you watch the OVA version. She just she's clueless to everything going on, and then she's like, "Coach has space radiation syndrome." She's like, <gasps> "You know," and it's like, "How are you not picking up on this?" You know, like she just seemed like she wasn't social. She was socially awkward. It was weird. Um, so then I went on to say regarding. I'll share the screen. Well, I I'm I'm just gonna recap it. I, I don't I don't think it serves us to to reread everything we typed. I'm just gonna. Okay. I mentioned that on I was on the third episode of Die Buster, and so far I hadn't given two shits about anything happening on screen. But it does have a catchy theme song, so that was nice. Uh, then I said I finished episode four, still don't care about anything. Um, and somebody had chimed in. Uh, she had said I found that Die Buster they never really thought any of the characters were in danger until the very, very end. It was just, oops, space monsters. Let me kill these real quick. And she said, Gunbuster, you knew that there was a death march to deep space. Um, and I said, uh, Gunbuster was like Die Hard 1, where John McClane was just a normal New York detective, uh, police officer, detective, whatever you want to call him, uh, using his head while frantically trying to stay alive and save the hostages. And Die Buster was, was like Die Hard 4, where John McClane launched a car off a ramp and took down a helicopter. 
you know that's kind of how it, how it came across where it lost the relatability you know because they just went too far with it yeah. um and then here's also well I'll, I'll wait on that one uh, but uh well for me in that regard to your comment for diabuster 2 this was 2003 gynax yeah uh what's obvious is even though it says it's from the person who created uh Fully Cooley worked on it. It's obvious that fu the person who worked on Fully Cooley worked on it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, here's here's the thing I was gonna say. So you this is for anybody who actually watched it and had to read those subtitles. This is gonna really hit home. I said I'm sorry, but I just can't get into a show with a big four-headed character with the Gits Arise haircut, even if you give them JoJo-style mecha stands with names harder to pronounce than a Myotome OVA. It's just not going to happen. Battles aren't cooler just because they're in space. You know exactly what I'm talking about with that Myotome OVA. The the robot that, uh, that Log pilots is called Dixniff. D-I-X-N-I-F. Yeah. N-I-E-F, apostrophe, uh, Lalk is L-A-L, apostrophe C. You know, <laughs> these yeah. characters had the most ridiculously difficult to pronounce names. Uh, and I just, it was hard to get into. <laughs> Can't believe this. I lost my train of thought. What was that comment you made before you made your previous comment? Well, I'm talking about Die Hard 4. No, before that. What about Disbelief? Oh, yeah. Suspending your disbelief because of comment. I, I got it now. I got it now. Um because it was in that in that time frame for Gynax, that was kind of common for them to do something over the top and slightly wacky. Yeah, I'm just saying, statistically speaking, you, there's no way you'd get to space because you wouldn't have the, the resources of people around under communism. It's just not going to happen. Anyway, um, so uh, when we get to the part about episodes five where they're in the hospital, am I skipping too far ahead? Do you want to talk about something um, else first? Well... For episode three, three and four, we pretty much see the development of uh, Tycho Science, which she is the rival character who wants to push forward and succeed, while No, while No No is kind of falling behind and wants to catch up with everyone. This also continues with episode four, mm -hmm. and you get to see more of the plot behind the what's going on with the brother and who in the world the sisters are, and what's kind of going on. Yeah, the twins, and what's kind of going on with the universe building for the place. Yeah. I have a question. So, yeah. So, um, to sum it up, um, the TV series, or OVA series versus the movie versions for both of them, uh, is there any benefits to either of them? Like, does one win over the other, or does it really matter? This is kind of going back to the Full Metal Alchemist versus Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood discussion. Yeah, I know if to get I the ultimate you, experience, but I'm just saying if you suggest, had to... Hold on. I would okay. suggest watching the movie version of Gunbuster first. Watch well, the movie version, then re-watch it in the OVA version. I'm more or less asking this because I don't want to drop a thousand on the TV series. 
it's so, it's only seventy five on eBay. We were that was only something that happened on Amazon. So you can get it for much eBay. cheaper if you're going to buy it somewhere else. And I'm sure that that price is going to float around. Just so that it's clear for any resellers watching, this is not worth a thousand dollars. Okay, it is not worth a thousand dollars. All right, somebody on Amazon is out of their mind and they raised the price that high. Okay, this is not worth that. The movie version arguably is better and it's still in print. Okay. Don't sell these things for a thousand dollars. Maybe a hundred tops is what I would suggest it, it might be worth. And there probably in the future will be a re-release down the line. We I'm will have to wait and see. I'm only disappointed that um, the TV, I mean, OVA series doesn't have like the Blu-ray version. So mm-hmm. you either watch it in HD condensed or you watch it in SD uncondensed. You're the only one who actually cares about that. I know. I'm also going to say that uh, I've learned that Hone Amise Hone Amise is Bandai's code word <laughs> for this is not going to have uh, a dub. <laughs> That's pretty Bandai's pretty code much. word. Yeah. Ooh, pretty much. Where's so the $75 listing? I don't know. Maybe Augie bought it. $200 one. Just look around. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. I'll just say that if I were you guys, if you haven't seen it at all, I recommend watching the movie first and then going back and rewatching it in the OVA form because what it's kind of like, it's kind of like watching Lord of the Rings and then watching the extended edition. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah. So it kind of gives you, um, it gives you more. I think it's better, a, a better way to experience it would be to see the short form first to get the story down and then see the extended, like, this is what was happening uh, in between the scenes. The differences would know? really stick out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, this, the differences definitely stuck out the way I watched it, which was OVA first. But I just felt like the OVA first one, It I felt like the editing was it a lot It kind of leads better. to disappointment. In a way, just because, like I said, she is useless for the first four episodes. Completely useless until she gets in the robot, you know, and then the show changes. So it's actually, it's going to, it's kind of painful and difficult to sit through just because you're kind of bored through a lot of it. Um, If you're like me and you're not a huge fan of sci-fi and mech, um, but, uh, but I, I would, I, Having seen the OVA first and then the movie, I feel like watching the movie first will actually give you a better appreciation for the extended stuff because there's stuff where when you watch the movie, like I've described and totally ruined it for you, the thing about Jung Freud is like, you know, who is this character? And then when you watch it again, you're like, oh, so yeah, there was a lot more that I had missed out on. So I just think that watching the movie first is going to give you a better... It's probably um, actually better than you Okay, hold up. Stop, 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 stop. You asked the question that you that you really should close on for this topic. Let's get back to... I'm saying that because I'm thinking that I'll leave early because I have to wake up at 12. Oh, no. To answer answer for Die Buster, I don't think Die Buster is that good. I I think that Die Buster is something where... The you can en- the stuff that is good about it you can enjoy just in the movie version and the full the full experience of it I don't think it adds as much as it did if you watch um, 
Gunbuster. So Diebuster, the, the version that's easy to get is the OVA version. So it's the full one. So if you just want to get the easiest one to get, you're going to get that one. But um, I, just so you know, um, I think that in that regard, either way you watch it, you're going to get what's good about it. You're going to, you're going to be able to see. So okay, got it. all right, back to Augie. All right. Old man says only an Arab prince would pay a thousand dollars for anime. That must be the buyers he's targeting. <laughs> for My Arab prince, be boy and the beast. Oh boy. Okay, go ahead, Augie. All right. So after episode episode four, it's revealed that the brother that the topless power only affects only affects people with the ability while they're in puberty. Right. When that. that was when they get, get too old, they don't have the ability anymore. But yeah. you see the conflict with the brother and his friend. The friend takes a lot, takes the higher route and becomes the mechanic as the brother takes a different detour. Yeah, when I saw it the second time in the movie version, it, it clicked for me why he had his taped on. Because I guess when you have that power, the seal stays like sort of suction cup to you, yeah. but his wouldn't stay there because he no longer had the power. And he was trying to fool himself into believing he still had it. And he was going to be able to get to the, to the robot that they were trying to get for Noriko or um, no, no rather. Um, there he was going to be able to pilot it. And then he, he eventually like when you see that he finally gives up hope, he trips and falls in outer space and he lands. And then like he lands where he's in the spacesuit. So his head is sort of suspended above the, the bottom of like his helmet and the thing just falls off and lands on the thing. And it's like, that's kind of sim signifying his defeat of finally, you know, acknowledging I, I don't have this gift anymore. And also I thought that that whole thing about them needing to be young, I thought that when they were trying to sort of reveal that no, no was a topless, that because she was a robot, she would always be a topless. And that was going to be a point of contention, but that didn't really, she doesn't, she's not a topless in the same way. She's not, it's just kind of a weird way. It ends up. It's, it's a bizarre way. It sort Can't of. Can't go over that name still. Up. Yeah. The topless. I'm a topless. Yeah, maybe she, how I see it, she is the embodiment of being a topless. Um, so, for episode, for the rest of episode four, for at the beginning of it, you, the rival kind of bonds closer to Nono as everyone else treats her. Before it's revealed that she is the topless, as she's just a worthless candidate, and uh, Locke wants to kind of protect her be still still be a friend kind of uh kind of like a parent who doesn't want to let their child go kind of stay around until the scene that you just described yeah and the the petty that that sort of pettiness that that was in there too about her like um she kind of disowned uh no no yeah. like yeah she didn't help me you know and it was just like i always talk about like i hate when there's that scene in a movie and it's like, great, I get to watch through a half hour of these characters being mad at each other kind of thing, just for them to, to resolve things at the perfect moment. Can't wait at for that surprise. At least it directs the it directs the grief to a certain point. It's not like yeah. the whole room's gray, the whole room's doomed. Yeah, it was handled it was handled a little bit differently than, than sort of the trope I was describing. Um, so at least there was that, yeah. Um, so episode five, uh, five. Lalk is 
in the hospital. Like the, the topless have a, they have a, a brace on their head that holds the seal on. So they, it's like a, it's like a handcuff for the seal, like so that they can't remove it. And I, I commented that they, they show an establishing shot of the hospital. And I swear, I, I, I joke that they must've filmed it on location at capsule corp because the buildings were those big domes from dragon ball Z <laughs> that look exactly like the capsule corp head, headquarters. Um, when this episode begins, this is when, when it starts up in different time periods, like it's been six months afterwards or for the, for one point, 10 years later or something like that. This is where, where it doesn't really stay as, uh, connected together, but if you, it's kind of told in like different news snippets. Yeah. So something else, well, I guess I, yeah, I guess it's in episode six is where they have, um, where Lalk becomes the earth mover. (laughs) I I really liked episode six. Episode five is more build up for six. Really? It resolves the brothers. Episode five resolves the brothers conflict. Then you get into episode six. This is when things become more uh, over the top. You can tell some. You can tell a relic of Evangelion's happening since No No becomes like this giantess titan. Mm-hmm. Fight off the bad guy who who creates his own uh, dark holes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so good. To me, when that when that whole battle happens, you see, no, no, stop them from using the. They were going to sacrifice the whole Earth to get rid of this thing and just be done. Wait, they were sacrificing it. I thought they were moving it to a safer location. No, they, they were, were going they, to power it up to destroy the thing. That's why everyone was evacuating the Earth. Oh, I totally. I uh, yeah. I might, now that makes more sense. I totally missed that. Um, that so was actually a I good had, show. Well, I had said because it was really funny because uh, this is you this know, I was is wondering what why I he's said. posting that. <laughs> yeah, this is what I said when I was watching the OVA version where I wasn't able to pay as close attention to the uh, to the subtitles and all that. I said Earth's moon has got to be so freaking pissed right now because they they show the Earth moving and for some reason the moon, which should have been attached to Earth's orbit, just doesn't go anywhere. Right? It just stays there so that the Earth is getting farther and farther away at a ridiculously fast speed, might I add. Oh yeah, uh, I, I thought was you saying, was mentioning the slam onto the moon. Yeah, well, what I said is, I said, um, also, I don't believe for a second that you could build a propulsion system strong enough to move the Earth and secure it with such a small frame. Those rockets would rip off and slam straight into Venus. <laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see, so I, I came back to that statement when I saw it the second time, which I still didn't get that they were... Um, that they were, I thought they were moving Earth out of the danger zone, but yeah, that makes more sense the way you said it. Uh, and I said, uh, also, can you imagine the havoc that's wreaking on the surface of Earth while they're doing this? Even if by some miracle this didn't cause massive earthquakes and weather disasters, there's no way it wouldn't cause a pole shift, which is when the the core of the Earth, um, where the pole, the magnetic poles are, rotates yeah. underneath the crust, and it and it basically creates new magnetic poles 
um, which some people theorize is what's causing global warming, is that every once in a while the Earth shifts and it creates a new, uh, let's say, Antarctica zone where it's really cold and really hot. So then it melts ice in one area and it just it just resettles into a, a much more, you know, it, it, it resettles and everybody on the Earth is like, what the heck's going on? I can't well, handle that's this. That's why this winter was super cold. <laughs> Yeah, so, they can um, AC just label every every country like a level of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's funny though is that after that, so th this is this was my favorite part just because of how absolutely ridiculous this was. So something we didn't talk about in Gunbuster, <clears throat> the way that they ignite the black hole bomb is that Noriko grabs her shirt and it becomes a real topless rips. Rips open, yes. Rips open her top, so her breast goes, you know. And in doing that, while she's doing that movement, the gunbuster is grabbing and ripping off its uh, its outer shell, and then reaches in Exposing and grabs her. the core. No, oh. it, it reaches in to grab the core, which is used to ignite the black hole bomb. So it yeah. explodes, right? Because gunbuster is actually two separate ships that transform into the gunbuster. So by by so they went to Earth twelve thousand years later. Um, but uh, in in Die Buster, they do the exact same thing, except that they're putting a core back in when they do that after they tear it open, right? And what's funny is Lalk is climbing up to the other cockpit, the original cockpit that's in the head of the robot, and the robot has this horn stuck through its eye that they haven't removed uh, because it could damage circuitry or something that would prevent it from functioning anymore. So they just leave it there. And she's climbing this ladder to the cockpit in the head. And then she gets to the part where she's like, Oh crap, I can't go anywhere. There's the horn. I can't get past it. And then Dick's Newf pulls the horn out and she's like, Hey, thanks. And she climbs up to the top and she gets into the cockpit and there's a backpack there uh, that somehow she knew had clothes in it and it's the clothes it's the outfit that noriko wears in the original gunbuster right it's this outfit and when i first saw it i didn't realize what was happening all of a sudden her uniform from die her, the die buster sort of uniform just totally disintegrates and rips off right the second time i watch it in the movie version she pushes a button that causes it to do that i didn't realize that so it all rips off except for her underwear so she pulls down her panties and then cut to the next shot she's wearing the the older uniform in the cockpit she rips off her clothes puts on that uniform and then literally the very first thing she does is grab the shirt and rip it open <laughs> exposing her oh breath. my god it's one and of you the didn't like that things. scene I still, that was my favorite part. It was one of the funniest okay. things I've ever seen because literally, I, that's what I tweeted. I said, I said, I said, um, I said uh, oh no, my clothes ripped off. Better put on these clothes, put, better put on the clothes in this bag just to immediately rip the shirt open. Great job, guys. Uh, so let's go ahead and give uh, FDDM some attention here. Because he wants to be seen with his overlay. This is the, the thumbnail because this is how we get clicks. <laughs> like that's the whole point of the circle and the arrow, you know. 
Yeah, but you <laughs> you have to put your you have to put your head to the side like you're taking this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> no, you oh, gotta put the nipple cool, there cool. for Satan. You have to put the nipple there. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm good for that. <laughs> okay. No, you have to rip the shirt open. Die Buster Gun Buster. Oh, yeah, shirt. yeah. Okay. Expose the nipple. Whew. Okay. Augie. You know, you know what you should have done. You know what you should have done. Uh, FDDM is we sh you, the using the same thing that you used to make this overlay using that feature. You should have had a um, uh, just a, a really ripped, you know, shirtless guy. Oh my god! Head just head put my head off. over it. <laughs> so you could just stay there, like here you go, Satan. <laughs> Good first impression of uh, my face cam. Oof. <sighs> That'd All be a right. really funny way to do the, the podcast if we were capable of standing still the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever did a Fist of the North Star one, it's just we all have this really buff body. Oh, okay, anyway, back to back to that. Okay, before we go back to it, I think I'm going to leave. So um, right. thank you all for uh, tonight, and thanks to everyone who is watching. And <laughs> I submitted a request to my boss to stagger my Thursday night shifts or no, my Friday night shifts to be in evenings on like the week that we have the podcast. Because bi-weekly, I coincidentally get my Friday morning shifts every single uh, podcast, whatever. So hopefully that'll be fixed. So I'll yeah. see you guys next next podcast. All right. All right. Which will be on what day is it today? The eighth. It'll be on the twenty second. It's the ninth. Um, oh, I guess eighth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know what I mean. It'll be it'll be on the twenty second of April. Will be the next one. We're gonna be oh. watching gun. Uh, we're gonna be watching Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs> oh my god! Can we watch something that has one release that doesn't have like fifty adaptations? <laughs> Just get the Blu-ray one. That's what you want. <laughs> he already left. All right. Good. He's gone. Let's let's finish up. <laughs> All right. Any, so, any, dude... Anything else you want to say? Right, so during the fight, the the corridor that he's mentioning that mm -hmm. uh, Locke is climbing up, it's a it's it's the hollowed out spinal cord for the robot. What I, as this scene continues, we finally see the true mm -hmm. form of the robot. Mm -hmm. True form of the robot, which looks more humanoid, humanoid in uh, what's that word? Starts with a not Bolsh, but uh, the typical punk character like uh, Jotaro's dressed up as. Sukabon? Bancho. Bancho? Okay. Yeah. It, it Like the Yakuza punk, like um, uh, the character we watched in um, Salaryman Kintaro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sukaban like, is the motorcycle gang. Anyway, the this robot now looks like a fresh, looks like a new, per, looks like a red person punk. And from this, uh, Nono rejoins with her to fight against the black hole thing by established. Um, Nono was the the lord of the swarm. <laughs> yeah, she was the lord of the swarm. <laughs> Turns out she was a bad guy. 
No. No. <laughs> she had she no, had no. control over like she had control over these like nanobots. Like that was a really bizarre thing. Oh yeah. Then again, that's how she got that huge, huge gigantic body. So yeah. for her to fight with with the robot, she broke she breaks away from the body itself. The two jump up and do this spiraling jump kick. The lightning kick from from Gunbuster that I thought was cut from the <laughs> from the movie version. Yeah, it was cut from the movie version. So we see this huge huge uh, huge tornado hurl towards the enemy and just drills into it and destroys it all together, then destroys the black hole. Then we get a sentimental scene to resolve the conflict. Yeah, that was a weird scene. You say it's weird. I thought it was endearing. If I sound weird, it's because I'm, I'm looking for my gunbuster figure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously after that after that we go fifteen years into the future on the Of course. On the country of Hawaii. The country? (laughs) Well the safe zone of Hawaii. (laughs) Where we see in in Gunbuster and Diebuster was Hawaii both times like for some reason spared from all tragedy. Apparently they think it's a higher elevation than Japan. And towards the end, this is where where it connects and becomes part of Die Buster. We see two shooting red stars hurl towards the brightly lit planet that doesn't have any spelling on it. And that was that was how they got from Gunbuster down to uh, down to Earth. It was through that spiral thing. I'm not gonna find it. It's probably in that next one, but I'm not gonna find it. <laughs> there's uh, there's some points in uh, Gunbuster Two that the music will chime the familiar tunes that you would hear from Gunbuster itself. Yeah. But one thing that we haven't even addressed is what's with the weird. You want to talk about weird? What's with the weird u- military uniforms? Yeah, with like, the uh, with the no pants, basically. Well, I don't mind the no pants, as you can see here. It's the whole you have a, like this pantaloon cross short tail going on that everyone's it, wearing. It I, must I, have been inspired by Rain the Conqueror's character design. I don't remember them wearing that much clothes. <laughs> I remember loincloths and bad animation. Nobody in that show had pants. Nobody in that show had dialogue. Or if it did, it wasn't encourageable. But I think we've covered all we could. I hit the fan. (laughs) Hey, 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 you'll drop scorpions doing that. Yeah. I'm I'm being very cautious of that, actually. So at this point, I feel like we've talked all that we could for Gumbuster. So, I think the only two topics to talk about is pace and would we recommend it? Go for it. For me, the pace, it's since I didn't watch the OVAs of both, 
pace for the movie felt like it was the pace from something from 1989. It was slow. It was it it was slow, but every time, but every scene that happened mattered. It is something that you get a whole bunch of content from. Uh-huh. Just a lot's coming at you. So it it being split up into episodes, I'll agree with. For Gumbuster 2, right it was a lot more fast-paced for me. It was yeah. a lot more... It was much more easier for me to watch. Watch and sit through. Then again, I had the luxury of watching it over a, an amount of days, not sit down 12 hours straight and watching all of this, which still sounds like a good time anyway. Would I recommend them? I would recommend both. Um, Treating Gunbuster as something from the 80s and you know what to expect from the 80s, I'd recommend it. If not, I still say give it a watch just to see if you would like it. Uh, For Gunbuster 2, I'd recommend it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it the whole time. I'll say this. I liked the mech design a lot more in Die Buster. I thought that was really cool. It had a had a ghetto robo kind of feel to it. Oh, where yeah. like he had like the cloak that was part of the mech. You know, I thought that was really cool. Oh, uh, what'd you recommend it? Um, I liked Gunbuster more. You could take or leave Die Buster. I don't. I don't feel like it was. You had mentioned something in the tweets that what it does really well, and I'll agree with you here, is that it creates a scale. It oh, creates yeah. a scale of like the the enemy comes and the enemy that's going to destroy the earth is literally bigger than the earth. You know, like that was a intense sort of thing that it handled. No one well. issue. No one issue that you said. That, yeah, I can see it inspiring to create it. Um, Gurren Lagan. Yeah. My thoughts between Die Buster and Gurren Lagan. I feel. Like I like I I like Die Buster and Gurren Buster more. I don't think that's fair because Gurren Lagan is 27 episodes. That's true, and I also understand it. Stand if you split the show into three parts, it's supposed to represent the different types of giant robots throughout the beginning to up to 2007. Yeah. However... <laughs> I just noticed there were two more. However, there's some parts that that either slow up or you don't feel the scale, scale or yeah. threat. It's just, yay, let's go out on an adventure, charge forward. I don't really feel like they're in any threat or. Well, let me put it this way. I feel like Gurren Logan would have been better if it had been two or three movies with each movie following a different part of the story. That would be fair. Yeah. Because I actually think Gurren Logan is a pretty overrated show. I'm pretty sure these are DVDs. Are these DVDs? Gosh, I wasn't man, bored not- watching Gurren Lagan. I just thought it was mediocre for what hype it was getting. All right, I know where it is now. I'm not gonna get it. 
I already pulled the one down. I just didn't see it when I looked in there because it actually is, it isn't in a box. It's uh, in my yes. box of open ones. Watch um, AC weight lift. Yep. Whew. Sure, no Toki Age of Chaos Complete Series, brand new 6670 box of 1595 on eBay, free shipping. Send me that link, old man. Oh, bad. I, oh, wait, you don't have it? Um, I think I have the non-art box version, and I'd like to have the okay. art box version for the show. I believe I have it, though. I just don't. It would be like one of the last things before it goes into... Yeah, I got a brick set as well. Sherlock Hound, Shimonetta. So now that FDNM's not here... Ooh. Yeah, I've got the, I've got the, the little... Like uh, anime news, anime network uh, version. Of it. Now that now that FDM's not here, maybe we can try. Um, is there another picture? That last image. Does the art box look kind of wonked up, or is no, that just the tear in the plastic? Let me check that again. I think that's just a tear in the plastic. Which corner? Well, you know what, and you know it doesn't matter because that's the that's two copies of the box. They've got a couple of these. Yeah. They, that might not even be the one I end up getting. Who knows? So I'll just buy it now. That. So now that uh, at the Amazon here, let's try and see if we can uh, if we can get the. Um, I don't know why it didn't work before, but I'll I'll see if I can get that widget going. So we can take calls just just so that we can try it. I just okay. don't know if it's going to work because it says an error loading your app. This app couldn't open. Try again in case it's a temporary problem. <laughs> Tried it three times. Let's try it one no. more time. Yeah, now I'm going to have to figure it out off camera. Oops. Anyway, so uh, anything else we want to cover? We need to talk about bubblegum crisis going forward. Yeah, bubblegum. So we've got total crash. Um, now that you have it, I guess we can include that in the... Uh, in the discussion, um, I've watched this. I actually haven't watched the original Bubblegum Crisis. Um, Cutie Honey 30 had uh, suggested that we do this one, and I jumped on the opportunity because I've really been eager to watch it. So just so you know, there's Total Crash, also called Bubblegum Crash, uh, which is released by Animago. Um, well, I guess they're all they're all technically released by Animago. Come to think of it, yeah, pretty much. there's this version which Augie has. Yes, this is the Bubblegum Crisis Mega Series Hurricane Live. Uh, oh, it's dubbed. A, yeah. Um, so this has um, these super shiny four disc set here, and then there's the remastered edition packed with extras, which I think is a bit nicer of a box. It's just not as shiny. And then if you can get it, the best one to get is the Bubblegum Crisis Blu-ray that was put out through their Kickstarter. Okay? Uh, this comes with... Oh, it actually comes with Mega Tokyo 2032 as well. Huh. I didn't realize that until just now because I've never opened it. Um, so this is the um, Animego Kickstarter uh, Blu-ray. There's another Blu-ray that's on Amazon. That's the Japanese Blu-ray, which has a pretty nice-looking case. I'll just say that, um, but that's not the same thing. Just so you know, and I'm not. I think we shall check 
animago.com. And as you and as you're going through that, I want to thank you, AC, for letting Gunbuster be the topic this time because for the longest time I didn't know how this was released and what versions of it for what. Because I tried looking it up and it just didn't make straightforward sense. So now it's debunked. So to clarify, let me screen share this. If you go to Animego right now, this is interesting. Huh. You go to Animego.com. I know. I'm just. Bubblegum Crisis for 30 bucks. This is the picture of the Blu-ray, but, oh, available as. That's interesting, because this is the DVD that they're actually selling for 30 bucks. Okay, here's the Blu-ray image. It says up here, format, that's weird. So are they actually selling the. Okay, so it's out of print. Bubblegum Crisis Ultimate Edition Blu-ray set is out of print. Uh, these are what people said about it, and the links to that. I'm gonna see if there's a if there. I mean, it's out of print, yes, but can you still get it? Is it still in stock? Out of print and in stock are two different things, you know. Yeah. Doesn't look like it. So if you're gonna get this, you're probably gonna need to get it um, through eBay. Let's see. Any other topics to talk about? Yeah, here's a topic. Uh, I have adware on Google Chrome, this thing called Rocket Tab, and I cannot get rid of it. I, If anybody has dealt with this and has a solution, please help me. Because I've, I've gone through several websites that have told me solutions and like, yes, if you buy this, um, Mac antivirus, you can use this to get rid of it. And I bought it and it runs it and it doesn't help. So driving me absolutely uh, mental. Usually, usually you can find, you can type a phrase like how to remove. Right, X. which is what I've been doing, which oh. is what I've been doing. But I, I have not been able to get rid of it and it's driving me absolutely up the wall. Yeah. So, I hate to say this, but it might be a case where you need to wipe the computer. Well, what I need to do is at least wipe Chrome, but which shouldn't be a big deal because Chrome saves through your uh, your account. So if I just log back into my account, I should get everything back. But I, I the way that I'm going to wipe it uh, using this um, antivirus program thing specifically tells me I'm going to lose everything. So I basically just have to sit down and, and literally just back up everything. So I'm looking on eBay, and I'm actually not seeing any copies of uh, of the Blu-ray for sale, which is, is actually surprising to me because I would have thought that it would have been more available than it is. I'm seeing some interesting stuff, which I'll screen share in a minute. Um, or at least send you the link. But yeah, I'm not seeing the Blu-ray. I'm just going to type in Blu-ray real quick just because uh, there's a lot of DVDs and... Uh, um, VHS and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything for Blu-ray. Find that interesting. Not very Let's... interesting. All right, so I'll show you guys. Uh, yeah, he's a, I believe AC is on Mac as well, guys. I am on a Mac, yes. I. S yeah. 
Let's see. Huh. Have you heard of this plays on TV or PC DVD multiplay? It, it almost this case looks like it's it's huge. You probably have to share that with me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you. Hold on. Um, have you seen this before? Yes. Okay, so uh, well, this isn't actually the one I was talking about. I was actually talking about this one, which appears to be something very similar. Not that one that says Adam Warren. That's uh, um, like a manga, it looks like. Okay. So this is what I was talking about. It says uh, plays on DVD or PC DVD multiplayer. So this is like a interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing the Blu-ray. So um, we have a, another question from the chat. Yeah. Do you have Bubblegum Crisis 2040? I do. Um. Well. I was just talking about, oh no, 2030. I thought that was what I was talking about. Um, I've got two copies of it, actually. And I'm probably going to watch it this next two weeks just to just to finally get it off of my watch list. Um, I've got the ADV uh, sort of box set like this, sort of the Anime oh, Legends style. Yeah. And then I've also got the individual DVDs in the custom Paul Champagne art box, which I revealed to you guys a couple oh, podcasts yeah. ago. Well, I don't like the color on it. Ironically, I don't like the color on it, but the one I have is the the three anime essentials. <laughs> I hate, yeah, I hate the anime essential thing. In fact, I've been uh, sort of related to anime essentials, but not the anime essentials. Um, the Genion Signature series. I need to rebuy Gatekeepers to get a version that doesn't have Signature series at the top. Um, but I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, I, I, it's available, but it's not a price I want to pay. You know, gotcha. Um, for the complete collection, because the seller who's selling it is one of those people who charges more than they probably should. Um, yeah. I could easily probably get it for around the exact same price if I was willing to buy them separate and have all the different shipping costs added in from Amazon or something. But uh, I'm just, I'm just waiting on it. Cause it's not a, not a remarkably good show. And I'm just uh gatekeeper. 21 is good. Don't get me wrong. Gatekeepers like, is not as fun for me. I, I like both. I can see it not being fun for a lot of people in this case. I can't really defend it. I would have to say it's an average show. So, in case anybody's wondering, in addition to Bubblegum Crisis and Bubblegum Crash, there's also AD Police and Parasite Dolls. Those are in the same series line. They're just they're they don't follow the same characters though. So it's like I don't know. I keep them together. I keep kinda, them in the same like, spot. Like uh, Riding Bean and Gunsmith Cats. Yeah. So I just want to clarify that I actually keep them in the same spot uh, for my uh, collection. But it's up to you guys how you want to handle it. And to debunk this before anyone ask, AD Police, Police Files. That's released by A. That's released by uh, Amerigo, and Animigo. you have Animago. 
then you have uh, AD Police, the TV series, which was released by ADV Films, which that one seems to be the cheaper to get. Yes, and Par- Parasite Dolls as well. From ADV Films they, as well. Yeah, they, they released them in a two-pack. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, um, I don't know if they were released together. But they were part of that thing I talked about in the last podcast where they were sold uh, when we were talking about why some of them don't have barcodes. Yeah. Yeah, they were released in the two-for-one thing. Um, I don't know if they were together, but they were released in a, in a method like that. So, anyway, um, I guess that's it for us. No no need to drag on the, uh, the podcast any longer. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I, I'm going to try to snip them together. Because I just want it to be cleaner for people coming into the podcast later, which I want to check out how the chat thing works. I just want to see how that works, but then I'll, I'll probably end up losing that and snipping them together. But we'll see. Um, anyway, or maybe you know what I might do is in the uh, in the YouTube Creator um, Studio thing where you can snip it together. You can snip it together and then publish it as a new video. So I'll do that. I'll make the old videos unlisted and I'll add links to them just in case you wanted to see it and see the chat. I'll add links to those in the description of the video that'll be available um, once I publish it as a new video, assuming that I end up doing that. All right. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, you guys. Well, thank you again for stopping by. Next podcast is going to be on April 22nd. The following podcast is going to go into May. Uh, and May is going to be themed uh, as May to have, May. Well, you're kind of forgetting April there. We're in March. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so April. We don't have anything picked for April, right? So um, if you guys oh, have any suggestions. It. Do we have some picked? Well, you we know, April April is picked, April but April not the there. real thing. Yeah, so what we're doing is we've, we've sort of thought that the first podcast in April will be um, – will be sort of a celebration of April Fool's Day. And what we'll do is either a silly anime or something like Photon the Idiot or, you know, something to that effect, you know? So um, so if you guys have any suggestions, something that you want to see for the next podcast uh, after the Bubblegum Crisis one, uh, let us know. Um, and again, links to the podcast group for you guys to join are in the description if you want to check that out. Um, and it's always great to have people over there. We have a very lively discussion constantly um, lots of, uh, like for instance, in this podcast, uh, I showed you guys Ajin, but Ajin, by the time the podcast rolled around was no longer available. Amazon had pulled it. So if you're a part of that group, you get that information earlier, uh, and you would have been able to take advantage of, of that really low price. Okay. So if that incentivizes you, I hope it does that it's really great to be a part of that group. Um, you know, you get, tips from all over the place. Every, every member, when they find a really good deal, they, they like to share it and we all get to benefit from it. So it's a great place to be. Anyway, other than that, uh, thank you guys for stopping by once again, and we'll see you on the 22nd. How's that sound? Sounds good. And also remember, please buy your Sayatsura. I already have the complete series. I, I'm, I'm not affected by. by oh yeah, we'll stand. Oh yeah, we'll stand and see if it's bigger than your uh, shoulder length. What? We'll stand by. We'll stand in front of it and see if it's bigger than your shoulder length. It's over there now. It's 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 all the way around the corner. 
to that one. And there's some of it right here. Here's the uh, here's the movie box set right here. That's a shoulder. So, <laughs> yes, it's 50 volumes long for the show, plus six movies and six OVAs. Oh, that's 62. So it's long, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, you guys. Well, uh, we'll see you on the 22nd.